Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. I am so sick of being sick. It's, I don't know what happened. I think I got sick after you got sick and then I recovered because I don't think I have any more Rona in my lungs. Uh, I think I'm finally in the clear, but you're still sick, you say. All right. It's, It's just the worst. I actually thought about canceling the stream. You can't do that for such well, an important I didn't. event. Here I am wearing a lot of makeup to cover up <laughs> what my face looked like this morning. It was Got not it. good. Well, the effort is noted and appreciated. Uh, speaking of illness, did you see the big news of the day? Which news? The major news is not the Republican upset win in the Texas special congressional election, though that is significant. It is not the Fed raising interest rates. Though that is significant. It is not the S&P slipping into bear market, though that too is <laughs> significant. No, the news of the day of the the most significance is, drumroll please, if I had one prepped, Dr. Fauci has coronavirus within the last few hours it was announced. It took so, a really long time, didn't it? Quadruple vaxxed Dr. Fauci has coronavirus. And I would never, and I am not, wishing any kind of ill fate on anybody. Um, I just wonder if there are ironic fates in play and how that would play out. Not hoping, just watching. If he died of coronavirus, <laughs> I would never stop laughing. <laughs> anyway, um, that is, that, that's, that's, uh, I, I don't, I, I think it's the first time he got it. This is the first uh, go around for Dr. Fauci. So if he lasted this long without actually contracting it, I suppose maybe he was right. Maybe he did something right. I don't know. But uh, anyway. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, too, at the top of the show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the I, I've received a lot of messages and emails about the flooding situation around here, this part of the country. Um, and I appreciate the well wishing. I can report that my family and I are fine uh, and our property is fine. We're not under any kind of threat. But there is some very significant damage very close by. Uh, both on the gateway communities of Yellow, Yellowstone National Park and specifically the town where my parents live and where I went to high school. That's Red Lodge, Montana. They were on national news this morning. The flooding, like the main street turned into a damn river. And in other parts like Gardner, Montana, the north entrance of Yellowstone houses floating down the Yellowstone River. I mean, Man, it, it was absolute really insanity. I, I'm about like a, a quarter to a half mile away from the Gallatin River right now and that is not uh, raging as much as some of the others. But the footage out of uh, this part of the country is pretty crazy. And it came out of nowhere. There was kind of a warning that river levels would be high. And then on Monday, you got houses yeah. floating down the damn river. You got people stranded in Yellowstone. They had to. When was the last time this happened? They're calling it a 500 year flood, which Ooh. I don't know who was maintaining records 500 years ago or if Who's they just blaming, estimate. Um, uh, 
climate change for this. Well, it's it's crazy because we had all the drought warnings just a week ago. City of Bozeman yeah. is like, don't you dare water your lawn on a Wednesday. Yeah. We'll get you. Now you have a, a, some combination of spring rainfall and winter snow melt off that has just created the most insane rush of water this region of the country has seen in quite some time. And um, like if you were planning on going to Yellowstone National Park anytime soon, you're not, yeah. especially yeah. if you're going through the north entrance that is destroyed. It's going to take oh, them a yikes. very long time. We're talking like multiple entire sections of the road just washed away. The road's not there anymore. Uh, really crazy footage if you want to see some interesting clips on i do are we going to talk about it on sunday uh anyway um i don't know well i I, it's a weather event i don't know if we'll really get into that but (laughs) we'll see um anyway i appreciate the uh the well wishes and uh and yeah my family's fine so thank you guys for that but uh, you guys know the rules of the call-in show, at least most of you. If you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do so in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, uh, of course, you can send us an email message. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. Oh, Without, I had a uh, question about ammo before we go. Oh, sure. Okay. Does it mean anything when the the head of an ammo is black? Black tip? Like the, the projectile is black? Yeah, the projectile is black. You know, I don't, uh, there's, I, I've heard of green tip. Does black tip signify anything? Black tip ammo? That's, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, black tip are militant. Let's see. What does a black tip on a bullet mean? Generally, it indicates the round to be armor piercing or some smart ass painted the tip of the bullet. Where did you get these? Or do you oh, have them in your okay. possession? I'm baby proofing my house and I just found some. Oh. Um, in a mag for their nine millimeter. Maybe, perhaps someone in our audience could clarify. Uh, but I'm I've seeing, never seen black tipped ammo before. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it says uh, it's it's armor piercing, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not uh, specifically aware of the distinction. So perhaps someone in our audience can clarify. For yeah, us. let me know. Uh, they look like normal nine millimeter and then they just have like a black tip. They're, they're, it's not rubber. It's just painted black. OK, yeah. Well, okay. we'll probably get an answer. I thought you would know you... because I thought you knew everything about guns. But... Not everything. Uh, so that one is outside of my knowledge. Uh, but perhaps we'll get an answer soon here. Uh, let's uh, let's talk to the callers. Uh, first up is Base, Hello. Base ah. Ballard. Whoa. Okay. Hey, y'all can hear me this time. Everybody oh, quiet too down. Much. Everybody's loud. I can hear you too much. <laughs> What's on your mind, man? Uh, Is this good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. So I wanted to ask y'all a little bit about some life advice. Sure. A uh, little backstory, I guess. I recently graduated college about a month ago and just started a new job. So I wanted to ask kind of y'all's opinions and advice you'd give for someone starting out in the real world. How old are you? 22, almost 23. You have a woman? What? Do you have a woman? No, I do not. Oh, okay. Well. That's probably good. Um, advice to give somebody starting out. Uh, stay disciplined. Work, work on stay yourself. Disciplined. Save yeah, money. Work hard at your job, no matter what job that is. That's true. Because I was really lazy at all my jobs, but I would know much more if I wasn't. Yeah. Um, 
uh, at a lot of places, not every place. I think sometimes people think it's impossible to move up the ladder and maybe they're right in their specific workplace, but a lot of places like base level effort and initiative will get you advancement quicker than you think. And even if you hate that particular job, advancement is a selling point for another job later. But my advice would be, um, would be, yeah, especially when you're young and you're single, take care of yourself. And I mean that physically, I mean that intellectually, I wasted way too much time playing video games, eating junk food, that kind of stuff. I wasted a lot you of time. You got to do a little my, bit of that, though. And and save save money, save money so that by the time you're 30, you're in really good position to provide uh, a life for a family, or maybe not, considering the inflation rate. But you can try. You know, um, that I would say f- focus on building the best offering that you can present to uh, a wife and a family Mm -hmm. down the line rather than I suppose, trying to find that person immediately tomorrow. But I don't know what your goals are. Maybe you don't even want to find that. You tell me. Uh, Well, I mean, I do hope to get married in in a few years, I guess. Uh, Of course, find that that someone is important, but I guess from my standpoint, it's really just kind of using the skills I've developed in college more than anything. Uh, because low background, I, I am an engineer. I'm an automation engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the amount of skills I learned over the years were great, but I just don't know how to put them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just trying to, I guess, more figure it out right now. Uh, but I don't know. I just wanted to ask for some life advice from y'all. Because uh, I know y'all have been in this phase of y'all's life before. Oh, some uh, advice that somebody gave me once when I moved to a new city was so helpful um, to make friends. If you move somewhere new for, I think it was three months, say yes to every single thing you get invited to, Hmm. no matter what it is. Just say yes. Yeah. You're trying to make new friends. That was really helpful. I don't know. It worked for me. Yeah. Will do. All right. Any other thoughts? Uh, No. I mean, keep up the good work. Well, Especially good you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, well, and congratulations on the graduation. Good luck with everything. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see. Um, I'm. By the way, uh, don't quote me on this because, again, this is a little outside my wheelhouse, but uh, that ammunition might not even be legal to own. What? It's quite possible if my sources are correct here. So uh, don't worry, ATF. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, that is actually true. I guess. Neither, neither do either of us. Um, or neither do I, I suppose. Anyway, let's... Um, is she going to get the ammo? What's going on here? Zig, are you there? Evening, guys. How you doing? I'm well. I, Blonde bailed to go... Oh, here she's back now. We have... Uh, you're not an ammunition expert, are you? Not necessarily, no. Okay. Damn. Just curious. We All have right, pre- guys. We have a predicament, but I won't steal your call with it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, you also also don't do that. Uh, by the way, we might get taken down if you brandish oh firearm stuff live. Susan will take you but down. But it's for just that. A, it's not even. I couldn't I just, even. <sighs> yeah, don't don't do it. <laughs> I'm missing it. That didn't oh, even man. occur to me. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> what's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to commend the both of you on both of your solo jobs recently. Uh, I really Thank enjoyed you. the uh, Whitney interview and the Jared Taylor one. It was awesome. Thank you. Uh, it was a lot also of fun. The, uh, yeah, it, it looked like it was, you know, it just gelled very well. 
Um, also, Matt, Thanks. with your Bible study, man, uh, you know, Robert seems like the right guy to go to. He's uh, hitting some really big questions right out of the gate, and, you know, he's hitting it head on. I really, I really appreciate it. Well, I'm glad to hear you enjoy it. And, um, yeah, we've both known Robert for quite some time. And, um, he's a good dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know <laughs> personally he works very hard in all of his capacities. And uh, so I'm not surprised. I have not um, really spoken with him about the Bible or – uh, he did a Bible study previously that I hadn't attended, but knowing how hard he works on everything else in his life, I, I knew that he would, um, he would do a good job with sort of the perspective yeah, that he's I'm very organized. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, he's very I, perceptive and you know, he's on it. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to get something that's structured and thought out and not just kind of thrown together at the last minute, which, uh, you know, he's been well, studying he it himself. He wouldn't do that anyway, but, um, he said Sorry, that man. he was originally a uh, a college lecturer at one point or another for some tax laws or something. Yeah, I don't. Give a I, I I don't. I I suppose I should be a little careful because I don't want to like what? get too personal. Yeah. With, he, I, and I I'm not a, I'm not saying you are because he mentioned this in the in the Bible study, but um, but yeah, I mean he, he does have some back background in let's say speaking. Um, speaking to audiences and uh and of course in his personal capacity he's been doing um just biblical study of a broad variety for a long time so it's something that's very uh, it's of a high interest to him personally he, he takes it really scholar. seriously yeah, yeah he does take it seriously yeah and especially when he you started off with that uh the translation issues too that was one thing that really kind of pushed me away from the faith to begin with you know hmm. uh, with like the inter-bible translations Right, from you know, language to language and what you lose and he really kinda went through that and uh explained it very well. What did he say about that? Um basically it was really just like one percent of the Bible that's you know, almost kind of maybe changed, but nothing really important. You know, uh I, I kinda figured you would lose a lot more in translation, especially when you do it over a few languages, you know. Right. But if you translate bread from English to Japanese to German, you might end up with like yeast or something. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I, I pre I'm glad you're enjoying it and thanks for checking it out as well. And that's a good uh, way to remind everybody if you're interested in the Bible study, it is linked uh, on the homepage of the website under the Bible study uh, link there. And um, you don't necessarily even have to attend live. We do have recordings of every session. If you want to just listen passively later as well, but uh Man, I appreciate all the kind words from you. You're they're very encouraging. I'm glad people are Thank enjoying you. it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts? Uh, I believe we should start our own extinction rebellion against having <laughs> love with Matt right now until you rescind your RoboCop wiki rating. And make it <laughs> oh, at least a three, you he, son of a he has worse uh uh takes on other movies. Well, sell me on what that you appreciate. Sell me on what you appreciate about it besides the violence. Ah uh, shit, I'm losing you. Um, can you sell me on a point that you appreciate about it besides the violence? It's literally just the 80s cheese. That alone is more right. than 50% of a movie to me. I mean, that's one wiki points. to me. I, I'll, the violence, like I was entertained by that, but I'm not going to, I guess to me, I want to think about something later. I want a dilemma or a, a predicament to think about. And this was just, it didn't offer that to me. Uh, I am definitely losing you guys. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about the connection, but perhaps... You can sell me on RoboCop another time. We'll see what I can do. And thank you for the kind Not words, nonetheless. No doubt. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You as well. Thanks.
Let's see. Uh, Insanity Trials is up next. Insanity Trials, are you there? I am. I will uh, resist the urge to ask how it's going. Uh, um, well, I could answer if you decide that you do you decide otherwise. Anyway, what's in your mind? Um, all I really have is uh, a white pill I thought of a little okay. while. Um, imagine you are a uh, communist in 1989 and the Berlin Wall just fell and it's like that's the last nail in the coffin, right? Mm-hmm. As far as your sort of aspirations, I guess, for, for your worldview, at the time at least. Mm-hmm. But then fast forward only, well, like 30-something years, and the amount of progress they've made is kind of insane, right, going back the other direction. Uh, they, they being the former communist countries, or who's the they? Uh, the, the sort of communist Marxist ideologues the world over, basically. Oh. Right. Um, particularly in the West, obviously. But, you know, at that time, not that long ago, uh, communism was at its lowest point almost since its inception, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's, unless uh, maybe I'm missing something, and maybe I am, um, I don't think there's any reason to think we can't go back the other way. You know, I, I I'm having trouble following just a little bit. Go. What's the other way here? Basically, how much ground we've lost, you know, as conservatives and uh-huh. you know the American right in the culture and in the government to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, so you're I optimistic that, that we can turn around, turn it around against these Marxists. I think there's at least a possibility mm-hmm. because because they started from probably, arguably, an even worse place than we are now. Oh yeah, I and think I think for so sure. Much progress. Yeah, yeah. We we have. I think we're. I just don't think that um, uh, the doomerism that that pervades part of the right is uh, good. I don't think it's correct. Is the main thing. Uh, I think it's mostly a cope and an excuse to not do things and not talk to people, not you know make the argument stuff like that. Well. I think that the problem, the reason there's so much doomerism is that um, in the event that we win, uh, the people that have lost hope don't think that we have a a strong culture and a cohesive culture to fall back on. That's fair, but I think you can, I still think it can be rebuilt. Rebuild Uh, what, though? I mean, the family, the social fabric of, of, I mean... It's clear that the internet has not been a uh, replacement, may even be an active detriment for, um, or not a replacement for uh, the sort of in-person active community things that yeah. we used to do. I think it's that and rebuilding the family. I think you can pull something back together with this. Yeah, but that does not a society make. Well, I, that's, that's certainly a, bed, a bedrock piece. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of anything more fundamental than than stable families as far as how to build a society. No, no, I agree. But um, you can have uh, stable families that are still atomized and have nothing in common. You could have yeah, stable, stable Muslim communities alongside, you know, stable Jewish communities alongside. It, it's it doesn't make a, a cohesive country. Like uh, family values are necessary, but perhaps insufficient. I suppose there's got to be more commonality besides just that. 
Yeah, that said, totally. though, family values are a pretty good proxy for a broader set of values. When you, when I you, agree. Yeah, yeah I when totally you hold agree. the family first, there tend to be a lot of, I don't know, I suppose logical consequences of that or values that you hold because of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I see your point, insanity, and I think it's I think there's truth to it. I think what's frustrating is what has been achieved by the Marxists over decades is exactly that it's been done over decades through a slow creep of infiltration into all the institutions. And if we want to reverse it using the same tactics, I certainly agree it's possible. It's not a thing that happens tomorrow though. It's, it has to be done with the same slow creep of getting control of the institutions. And, um, but to your point, what excuse do we have for not putting up the effort to do that? What, what excuse do we have for not trying to exercise some of that influence in our local communities, not trying to reach those leadership positions in these institutions and make those changes? There's nothing stopping us, but the effort. And mm-hmm. uh, right. we Unless probably could use gonna, a little more of that. I agree. Unless we're going to say that, you know, we're weak, weaker willed than uh, 1990s communists or something. I don't think, uh, I think we can, I think we can overcome that. I think, I think the can, only you know. ironic disadvantage is, and I, I certainly know this is true in my life. When you have a family, that's your number one focus and you're sort of exhausted, too exhausted to do anything outside of that. That's the problem oh, yeah. is these people are godless family hating Marxists. That's all they, they that's, have time to seize control of these institutions because they don't have anything keeping them at home. And somehow we're going to have to overcome that. Like, how do I, how do I balance going and getting a leadership position in my community without sacrificing my time and focus on my wife and son? It's not that you have to choose either or, or, but there are competing interests to navigate. And if, if I'm a single guy who has nothing but my Marxist ideology, sure. Sign me up for city council. I will sit my (laughs) butt in that chair because I have nothing else. Um, that's and, a good point. That's not uh, that's not one aspect I'd considered when you don't uh, when you don't have kids or don't care about them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's easier to seize power. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, they definitely care about the kids. It's just other people's kids that they care about. Right. That's the problem. Right, and you know maybe yeah. care is a bit of a loose word here. But... <laughs> they they care in uh, maybe a, a different way. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's uh, that's all I had. I'll uh, I'll let you go. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Have a great night. Have a good one. Okay, Juggernaut oh, is up next. My Juggernaut. husband texted me back. Oh, do we have clarification? We do. They're training rounds. Oh, well, what's the projectile on them? It's hard. Don't show me. It, it looks, this looks just like our, the mag for our Glock. Okay, but it's, uh, all right. I need to. Oh. Yeah, this is the mag for our Glock. It's just like standard nine millimeter rounds. They look exactly the same. I just wonder what the material of the projectile is, because that would determine whether it's legal or not. Uh, I'm sure it's legal. Hmm. Um, but I know from doing the rust case that they're not the same as dummies. Uh, well, yeah, dummies, dummies have no, you know, no primer, no propellant. There's no there's no actual projectile. These that's two fired. have no projectile. Those also don't. Yeah, maybe they are the same as dummies. <laughs> so that that black thing that you showed is not a projectile. No, no. Oh, they're just they're just training rounds. Yeah. Oh, so it must maybe it's maybe the whole thing's like a, a rubber or something like that. Nope, it's a standard cartridge. It's brass. But it doesn't. Okay, so the casing is brass. What is the projectile? I wonder though. There's no projectile. But what's that black tipped thing? Oh, I'm 
Wh- what's the project? What's the thing where the projectile would be if it's not going to? They fly, fire, you know? but they lack the lead and lethal capabilities of normal rounds. Therefore, seeing your impacts on a target. Rounds? Oh, okay. So they must have projectile. So they do fly if they're hitting they paper. Fly. They do fly. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry to uh, make you wait there, Juggernaut. But we're trying to. We were trying to see if the ATF was going to raid Blonde's house live on air and that I'm sounds not, like what is aren't. this illegal ammo i have <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what's up uh, what's on your well, mind i've just been made aware that for the last like six months there have been anti-semitic flyers handed out in florida in like hmm. different cities of florida so recently on june 6 these flyers were handed out in tampa's hyde park neighborhood and they said that Disney and the U.S.'s response to the COVID uh, to COVID nineteen were Jewish agenda. And Disney, I want to know if you heard Jew- about this. Disney has really been co-opted. If Disney is a Jewish agenda, I know. Point. Walt Disney is like <laughs> over my long dead body. I guess. <laughs> uh, okay. What? What? Disney. I guess they mean. What do they mean? That the current uh, sort of pro gender nonsense disney that's what they were talking about i have no idea i didn't hmm. get to see a picture of that one there was one that said every single aspect of the covid agenda is jewish and it had a list of people <laughs> who worked Who's at on the, the list <laughs> Tell me more. it's just it's just it's just a list of people who worked at the cdc i think it's a giant spaghetti conspiracy because of yeah. uh dr fauci hmm. personally and this was being handed out in hyde park this is being handed out everywhere in Florida as far as I, like, well, maybe not everywhere, but a lot of different cities in Florida. Huh. Hmm. It's been happening for like the past six months, as far as I can tell. The earliest one I found was January of 2022. Interesting. Okay. I what are, are they even th- talk about this? Is there some group that's trying to solicit membership or is there any purpose to these flyers or is it just to inform? Dude glowy I llc have no idea <laughs> yeah. i i thought it was like hoax hate but no. i found so many different instances of like the same story they're all in like a ziploc bag with either rice or pebbles and it's just a flyer like folded in half what is that for why the rice or the pebbles is that some kind of drying <laughs> agent or i don't know <laughs> it's Weird. so strange huh well i don't know i guess uh Maybe uh, maybe North Idaho is no longer the sanctuary for such types and they have retreated to Florida. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I, I can't live in Florida. I can't. And I like Cubans. It's just too hot. It's just it's just too hot. Have Humidity you been to too. Florida in the summer? I think I'd do better in I could handle yes. the heat of like the southwest where it's drier. The humid. Heat, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'd, yeah. I would melt Florida. I mean, they have dinosaurs in the water that that you know try to kill you <laughs> they're yeah. insects that want to suck your blood i just i can't do any of this i'm not yeah. no all right did you have any uh, other thoughts about the flyers or anything otherwise well i also saw a story in in montana billings hmm. montana i don't oh, know yeah. if you saw this are you talking about the yeah. zoo yeah zoo yeah. montana yeah yeah hosting transgender should I hour. should I go? Oh. I think that's like a week. Well, I think that's on a Wednesday, but uh, I could probably make it to Billings and back, it's depending June on what 22nd. time. It is. Yeah, that's a week from today. So, does it say what? Do you know what time the event is? Uh, no, I do not see the time. Okay. 
Uh, Billings is a two hour drive. Should I go to the uh, drag queen story hour at Zoo Montana? <laughs> yes. The thing is, Billings is a very conservative community, a very conservative city. It's not just a community. It's a city of 100,000 plus people and a reliably conservative place. So this actually is hugely controversial. And there's been a lot of pressure on the zoo to cancel. And the zoo is, um, well, the zoo, I guess, they're, they're, uh, the, the statement that the zoo put out was, if you don't like this event, we simply ask that you don't come, which is, in most instances, a... Uh, uh, some reasoning that I'm sympathetic with, but this is a, this is an event as a lot of these are that is designed for children, uh, for children to experience a sexualized display. Yeah. And exactly. so just don't come. It's like, that's not really going to work on these things. Well, it's this, it's kind of the same reason why when people say, if you don't like abortion, just don't get one. Well, <laughs> okay. What if about you don't, society? And what about you, the baby? If you don't like murder, don't commit one. Is there an injustice here or is there not? And if there is an injustice, do we have an obligation to stop it and correct it? That's now I'm not saying that drag queen story hour is a murder. I'm just saying if we agree that there's injustice in subjecting children to sexualized displays, even at the supposed consent of the parents, I suppose in this instance, um, yeah. Is this something that, uh, want to happen and it's murder of childhood innocence it, it is going to get i would expect it's going to get some resistance i just saw a drag queen story hour uh, outside of san francisco it's a story maybe i'll play on sunday some uh hostile types went to drag queen story hour and uh heckled the drag queens <laughs> and uh it's Based. like yeah it's like i, I mean i i i <laughs> Yeah, it it seems like the correct solution, you know, absent some kind of like absent some kind of legal intervention. If we agree that that uh, the sexualized display, sexualized exhibits for kids are something that ought not to happen. Maybe the the simple community heckling, I suppose, is the best solution to that. And if they're doing it in California, I would expect they're going to be doing it in Billings, Montana. We'll see. Mm. Should I should I go there and yell at them? I could yeah, do it personally. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Come back. Not try this shit in Coeur but we just had a huge pride event. So there's there's some uh, more info on those uh, Patriot Front guys that's come out too. Um, yeah, not feds. Anyway, I I don't want to steal your call any further than I have, uh, Juggernaut. But last word, uh, if you want it. No, that's okay. That was great. I was, I literally just learned about all of these anti-Semitic flyer things in Florida, and I thought it was right. hilarious. If you uh, keep an eye on it, if it turns out to be a hoax, send it my way. Yeah. Who knows? All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. See ya. Okay, we are at the bottom of the hour, so uh, we'll catch up with chats. I did miss one from... Uh, <laughs> I think I might have missed this on Sunday, or maybe it was sent during off hours over on DLive. From listener Herb, checks watch, Ever smells. Uh, Matt's, Matt, what's on the shelves behind you? So uh, there's a couple flags. There's a Gadsden flag, as in the Don't Tread on Me flag. There's an 82nd Airborne flag, which was my brother's army division. Uh, there is, let me move the mic. I guess most people aren't going to see the video anyway, but you can look at a different video to see the reference later. There's that golden AK is actually a... A true to scale miniature AK model that's gold, and the specific is it reason, actually gold? Well, it's not 
you know, it's gold in color. It's made of plastic, but it's Oh, not. I was like, sweet. It would be sweet if it was, it'd be worth <laughs> a lot if it was solid yeah. gold. Uh, the reason the golden AK is back there is, um, uh, the golden AK was like the final unlock in call of duty four. You had to complete all the rifle challenges to get the golden AK. And so my brother and my friends and I used to run around call of duty four with golden AKs. Cause we had all been such no life losers that we had obtained <laughs> the golden AK. The golden so the, AK. the golden AK represents an important period of my life. Uh, there is a clock back there, uh, that doesn't really have, I suppose, any significance. It's just, just a set piece. There's a set of World War II binoculars that are very cool. Uh, you can't Sweet. really see it on camera right now, but there's a World War II era helmet with an 82nd Airborne patch in it. Again, uh, that was my brother's, and it's just something that's important to me. There's a MC cork thing. It's just you know someone made a cool cork piece of my of my channel logo, so I've put that back there. There's this. It's hard to see because I you know the background is usually pretty dark. There's a Bigfoot back there that's very hard to see intentionally because he's just kind of there. And I've spoken about my appreciation of Bigfoot. Not that I really believe in Bigfoot per se, but Bigfoot just represents. Oh, you believe. I mean, I, I kind of do. But <laughs> Bigfoot represents the importance to me of just keeping an open mind to things that seem preposterous because things that seem preposterous today are often true tomorrow. And so Bigfoot sort of represents that to me. And then lastly, there is a mug that has my original YouTube uh, channel sort of logo emblem on there, which was the library of cod rage because that's, that was my channel. It's just people raging on call of duty. <laughs> so that's back there. And it's actually got an aloe vera plant growing out of it. And that sort of represents <laughs> it's kind of a contrast, right? Aloe vera being like a, 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 a source of soothing in the mug. That's about rage. So I'm glad that you asked. Cause I have tried to be, fairly thoughtful about the pieces that are back there. They all mean something to me, except for the binoculars and the clock. They don't really mean anything. But uh, uh, the other thing I'll say too is um, I, I just received an email. Someone made me uh, the coolest 3D printed kill dozer, 3D printed and custom painted. And really? it looks awesome. I didn't, I didn't even request this. Just a friendly listener emailed me and said, Hey, I, ha I made, I 3D printed this kill dozer. Would you like to have it? I've not seen it in person yet because I don't have it, but the picture, it looks amazing. So if I get this killdozer, it's definitely going to find a spot uh, on the shelves too. I don't know about that guy. Marvin? Maybe yeah. he should be like your hero. You would think. I watched, but I only watched Tread. That's where I got 100% of my yeah, information. Yeah, but it's it's pretty good. It's a good documentary. Yeah, he seemed kind of petty. He didn't kill anyone, did he? I don't think so. He just... Uh, See? Oh, that's he didn't go far enough. That's what you're saying. Maybe. He was too respectful. Too respectful. Yeah. Uh, a couple more here. C2K uh, says three quarters of a point inflation today. Uh, or uh, are we talking about the uh, interest rate, I suppose? Yeah. Or, yeah. Five dollars a gallon. Soon to be a dream. <laughs> uh, hashtag send Matt to trans zoo. Uh, trans Montana zoo. Matt, hashtag Matt must go. Hashtag Billings Peds. Um, I have to take a look at the time. If I can make it back here, for, if I can get down there and make it back here for the stream in time, maybe I'd consider it. Uh, I suppose I do have an obligation to my broader community to uh, voice my disagreement <laughs> with such events. Uh, let's see. Just a couple here on Tippy Stream. We'll get to YouTube uh, a little bit as well. Incompetent Hand says, Blonde loves when you tip big and say nothing. 
<laughs> Funny how uh, when you use resources that take labor while not being gay or creepy, girls like you. <laughs> it's as if uh, that's the imperative on how the goddamn world works. How did the world forget this? Uh, I suppose there's some truth to that. Sorry for my somewhat clumsy reading. Again, Tippy Stream makes it very so difficult. difficult. Kevin Flanagan's ghost says, have you heard the news about the WHO? They're renaming monkeypox because it's too racist. If they won't be calling it jogger pox, maybe <laughs> it should be called fag Rona. The gay fag Rona. I like that. <laughs> The case like won't like that, but what else could name it? Also, I hope Fauci dies. <laughs> <laughs> I do not condone that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit on Sunday. That was the first thing I said when I heard about monkeypox. Monkeypox. Wait, it came from Africa and it's called monkeypox. That cannot stand. That won't stand. It, yes, yeah, it's, yeah. It's too racist. Uh, it was Time Magazine. They're all over it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's catch up on a couple on YouTube before we get back to the calls. In Covenant Hands, happy belated birthday to the gal with the funniest Matt and I once made love jokes. I'm sure all the new subscriptions went right up her nose. JK, happy birthday, Mrs. <laughs> C. I didn't even know. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, girl. Uh, yeah, it was, it was my wife's birthday on uh, on Tuesday. So She's finally legal. <laughs> uh, the big 1-6. Yeah, she just turned 21. Yeah. Appreciate uh, General Grievance. Attempt number five at wishing Fauci a remarkably unpleasant escape from the earthly realm. P.S. The censorship is ridiculous. So how come uh, super chatters can't say anything, but I can say I hope Fauci dies and this is going to be monetized? Uh, who knows, man? I, I can't figure out. I have no idea. Uh, we've had. Wasn't our Sunday stream monetized? I said something about a fag drag. I said, do you have, yeah, do you have any other thing to say, anything else to say about what event, oh, we were talking about the Dallas event at the gay bar, and you said, drag the kids to pride, more like drag a tranny behind my car. Monetized. <laughs> yeah, that was monetized, but then if I, I cannot figure Susan out, uh, that was monetized, and much, we get demonetized for much more uh, innocent things all the yeah. time. Yep, yep, yep. Ridiculous. That one Long shocked down. even me, and I feel like I'm kind of desensitized. I know. But, uh, I was like, is this going to be the one where Skag's like, listen, like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop. I mean, I laughed, but like, I have a livelihood on the line. So, you know. <laughs> uh, Long done, Don. We've had nasty flooding in our farming regions in Australia this year. Lettuces are $12 per head at the moment because of what? it, for example. $12, $12 for lettuce? Jesus No one Christ. on the planet has ever agreed to pay that much. How badly do you need lettuce? Uh, I'm I'm foregoing lettuce forever. I mean, I'm it not It has a, like no nutritional value. Yeah. Everybody just eats salads because of the shit that goes on top of the salad. Yeah. I mean, I, if you told me I can't eat lettuce anymore, oh no, not that, anything but that. I forced no. myself to trying to eat like a responsible dinner, but... Uh, but even steak. then, it's like I, I'd mostly pick like spinach or, you know, other greens than, than lettuce because there's, I don't know. Not I don't, kale. I don't want to defend. No, not kale. I'm not a psychopath. But kale's uh, so disgusting. I don't get it. I don't want to disrespect any of the lettuce farmers out there. It's just like if I have to have a salad, I, I might not even choose lettuce if I'm eating a salad. You can make plenty of good salads without lettuce. Yeah. Why do people think you need lettuce? Uh, a bomb dropped on me. It says blonde going for the angel look, even though she's obviously the devil on our shoulders. <laughs> Good work, you gays. <laughs> um, 
mean steve 69 gas too expensive just buy an electric car they say can't wait to see their solution during the california rolling blackouts this summer yeah really uh yeah we'll that'll that will be interesting to watch perhaps general grievance the black tip rounds are super racism bullets they work better on certain demographics oh that explains everything hmm. thank you we're good fuck around and find out all right we will come back to your chats uh, at the top of the hour appreciate it everybody and uh, we'll get back into the calls hey uh, um i'll have to just circle back with you look who it is it's uh dell down at the double wide in north carolina with an update on mod and family yeah how y'all doing how y'all it's been? been a while we well yeah, how are different. you on your show these days i'll tell you that <laughs> it's oh, sorry what'd <laughs> you as, say i'm not I'm, as easy as you used to be to get on your show no more Ah, uh, you got it. Well, the thing is, you got to have a lucky roll with dangerous spaces and you got to beat those cheaters like oh, Red okay. Falcor, you know, the cheating, <laughs> cheating, cheating. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of roll call fortifiers that you have to get past. This is like the fifth time for the fifth time I tried. Dang, oh, bad luck, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, mom's out in California, by the way. Um, she flew out there over the weekend. Uh, what uh, sort of aircraft was necessary to make this? <laughs> transport <laughs> yeah it was a pretty big one i'll tell you that it was her first time flying to california actually i mean uh-huh. well you know it's her first time flying anywhere she's not a pilot but uh well you'd never know that watching that thing take off <laughs> okay why <laughs> did know. she why did she go to california what is her business that's that she didn't know how to stop the plane then it just wound up there when it ran out of fuel oh, oh yep. okay i don't know if she got flying lessons or anything but i do know they're probably gonna put a lock on that hangar door now <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was a theft, was it? She, uh, this was not. We don't call them not... thefts; we call them borrowing. If you okay. want a black guy, you call it a theft. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Watch that, uh, that uh, Johnny. What the hell his name is? Uh, Depp. Depp uh, trial at all? Yeah. Uh, n- no, not, I not wasn't as invested in it as most people were. I watched a little bit of it. All I know is I don't, yeah, I don't blame her for suing her for defamation at all. You know, I mean, look, if someone defamated in my bed, I'd be suing them as well. <laughs> I agree. That's that's a good standard. What is wrong with me? Why am I laughing? <laughs> I like, like a good uh, pun. But, oh, uh, I know you like movies and everything. I know you watch. What's on the docket this week for your movie? Oh, uh, some crap. The Jerk, which I uh, have not watched oh. yet. Yeah, it's been a long. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. If you want to go, if you want to watch a, one of the, it's it's Pride Month. You need to watch a, like a transgender one, like I don't know Ben Hur or something like that. Ben Hur uh, is a tranny movie. What's that it? about? What about uh, no, Three Hundred? Like, Xerxes is kind of a tranny in that movie. That is, yeah, what? Uh, Three Hundred really? is actually a good movie. Three Hundred yeah. is a good movie, and yeah, tra- Xerxes is a little feminine. I'll give yeah. him that. Uh, but mm. if you see, if yeah, by the way, in the theaters right now, if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, I recommend that one one hundred ten percent. Do I have to really, see the really first to see this to see the new one? It helps, but not really. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess you've you know, never seen uh, whatever. I've, ne- I've yeah, never seen any movies except for the ones gun. that we've watched for the bit. Everyone it's knows gr- that. it's worth it seeing in the theater, though, because the planes yeah. and the and the sounds we watched at NIMAX and the, the theater was shaking and it was awesome. Hmm. It was the best, I swear. Well, I got to go check out the new Jurassic Park, too. I'll probably say that like for the I've heard July some weekend, bad things maybe. about that. I don't know I'm sure it probably sucks. But uh, it's a little bit uh, woke, so I'm not gonna bother. I hadn't seen the one. How woke? I hadn't seen the one before the uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But once we watched Jurassic Park for the movie bit, we went on a little Jurassic Park bender, and so I caught up, and uh, we watched Fallen Kingdom. And even that, that like one of the one of the hero characters was like this 
feminist lesbian type who mm-hmm. somehow was a genius doctor for the Raptors. You know, it's just even that was like, okay, I'm just going to look past this. The women have got to. Women have saved the day. I'm going like to look past uh, this and just enjoy the dinosaur violence, which is what I'm here to see. Much. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Hey, I also had that theater, uh, the new trailer for the new Predator movie. You seen that yet? Mm-mm. No. So there's a new, they're doing a new Predator movie. Predator, I don't know. It's not really Predator 5. It's called Prey. And it's a prequel where the Predators in, uh, I don't know, frontier times with Indians. Oh, weird. And uh, the Indians have to, Get, have to uh, you know take care of the prayer this time, but it's not just Indians. It's it's a female Indian, of course, oh. who they won't let her hunt. So she has to show them that she's better than all of them. <laughs> so it's pretty much a standard movie that they make these days now. Yeah. Good grief! Well, I heard that people appreciated the new Top Gun. At least I saw an article that accused it of being toxically masculine, which tells me it's probably a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's unabashedly patriotic, which makes it one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, maybe I'd appreciate it for that reason too. It is fantastic. All they right. have uh, Taiwan on the back of uh, Maverick's back, Taiwanese flag on the back of the Edgy. jacket, which uh, which it is actually because China was really m- mad about that. Yeah. Oh, they did it anyway. They, uh, but I don't know if they released. Uh, they probably they probably uh, did a little bit of CGI when it in the China release. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any uh, anyway. other thoughts from you? Yeah. Well, I just want to say, um, Maud's got Maud's pretty excited as well. She's finally decided she's going to keep her New Year's resolution. Uh, she's finally going to get the body she's always wanted. Mm. And uh, now personally, I think there are probably easier ways to do that than become a mortician. But, you know, what do I know? <laughs> well, I hope I not. <laughs> we all wish right, all, the bad, all, all the best to uh, Maud and family, as always. You too. All right. Y'all take care. Keep on hollering. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> that tell. Always crafty. Okay. KB Freak is up next. KB, are you there? Yeah, yes, this is uh, KB Freak Z. Uh, anyway, um, I uh, had a question. Uh, what do you think about the possibility of a red-brown alliance? Because I am, I more or less consider myself on some issues on the left. For instance, I am a strong supporter of Medicare for all and let's say strong unions to protect the working class. On the other hand, I'm a big supporter of uh, gun rights, a big Second Amendment supporter, uh, a big critic of uh, things like CRT and uh, indoctrinating our kids in schools to woke culture. I'm very much against that. And, when you, when uh, you say uh, red brown, what two groups are you referring to? Well, I'm saying that 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 people—it's too easy to pigeonhole people. Some people are clearly on the left; they might consider themselves communists or socialists. Mm-hmm. Others might consider themselves right wing fascist types let's mm-hmm. say but there are some similarities between the two groups uh, for instance um i think both groups could be considered to be largely anti-corporate very suspicious of corporations 
Also, an, another uh, nexus in today's environment is that both groups tend to be very anti-war. I'm not talking about the shit libs, not like the people, the regular liberals that you come across. The real leftists against this war in Ukraine, and I and I think a lot of the right wing. Uh, movement is against the war in Ukraine as well. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, voted against funding to Ukraine, and I applaud her for that. And uh, suppose liberals like AOC voted for this funding, and that makes me sick to my stomach. Hmm. And But I don't consider AOC to be a real leftist anymore. AOC is a sellout and uh, she's just a corporate sellout. Uh, but there, but I'm just thinking that there might be someone like maybe uh, Tulsi Gabbard, maybe in 2024, who might be able to bring a left some type of left brown alliance together because of some of the overall issues we're concerned about. And I was wondering what you thought of that, because I'm, I'm actually a big supporter of Tulsi Gabbard. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like her ideas on health care, and I like her ideas on freedom and the Second Amendment and the importance of free speech. That's actually, uh, those are the two reasons I, I, I support as well as you. Those are the two reasons I would oppose her candidacy, to be honest. Uh, yeah, really. Um, her her position, I think, on at least last I heard, I don't know if maybe she's changed it, but I think that her view on the role of the federal governments uh, in healthcare would be uh, reason number one for me to oppose. Reason number two is she supported things like uh, so-called assault weapons bans and other restrictions on your Second Amendment rights. Um, that said, compared to any Democrat. Uh, if I had to choose a Democrat, I suppose Tulsi Gabbard would be toward the top of the list. In fact, maybe one of the few quasi acceptables. Like I wouldn't freak out if Tulsi Gabbard, I suppose, was elected president or something. But she wouldn't. She wouldn't be my first pick for um, for those reasons and others. Though, if I had to say why I wouldn't freak out, I think she's a sensible person available to reason. I think that she can she can have an honest discussion with her opposition in good faith in a way that I think uh, other people maybe can't. So I can appreciate that, but that doesn't mean no that women, would, not even once <laughs> doesn't mean I would vote for her enthusiastically uh, or potentially even as a, a compromise or a, a second, um, I don't know, like a second or third pick or anything like that. Do you see the possibility of any red-brown alliance in the offing considering the uh, adjustments that the United States is about to go through? I, I think well, can, you all uh, agree can you, that, that... Real quick, can you just define those terms so I understand? Because when you say red and brown, I'm well, not entirely well, well, clear what you mean. Uh, uh, it's a popular meme on the left to talk about a red-brown alliance for, okay. for, when it comes to someone... Like Jimmy Dore, for instance. Well, who, just oh. who's who's red and who's brown? Just so I understand the groups. Well, again, again, uh, the red would be considered those who were were more or less partial to working class 
and a quality based issue. Okay, so like red and, referring and to like brown, uh, commies, roughly speaking. Is that fair to say red in like the uh, commie sense? They could. Some of them consider themselves commies. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like, but 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 uh, people on the right as well. The brown brown refers the to the right. Concern, Is that have some of the same concerns though? Brown refers to the right uh, in this arrangement. Is that? What was that? Brown refers to the right in this sort of. Uh, well, I would think so. Brown would be the more freedom loving, the more pro capitalist. See, I was thinking uh, like people, brown shirts, but maybe. but <laughs> but people on the right, you know, they see what's going on with these major corporations who are trying to censor people because sure. of their political beliefs. Like, I, I, I listen, for instance, to Red Ice TV. I'm an enthusiastic supporter of Red Ice TV. I send them, like, $30 for the three-month subscription. Wow. And they should be able to get a credit card. Yeah. Uh, they can't get a credit card? Uh, oh, no, they're, like, or, you know. So, 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 so why are they not able to get... <laughs> Credit sure. services. I mean, there, right. there's some we, kind we gotta, of discrimination there. I, oh, I'm sure there's probably some ideological thing going on. But I, I appreciate the thoughts. And um, and yeah, to your point, I think uh, that, that traditional party or ideological lines are probably less relevant today than they than they have been in some time. But uh, we got to keep it moving. But uh, thank okay, you. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, Red Eyes can't get a credit card? No, they, they, I think they operate like solely using cryptocurrency. Uh, they are. Are they operating in the U.S. or are they operating out of Sweden or wherever? I don't know. They probably have some offshore bank account or something now. They've I been, know I, they. You're, are they, you telling they me they've been? Con, yeah, they've they can't been, use I, any conventional means. Sorry, I'm talking over. <laughs> just, I just want to understand clear. They've been. You're telling me they've been ideologically banned from U.S. banking. Are they uh, happen to Lauren Witzke too? Really? And uh, uh, Nick Fuentes. Chase Bank uh, shut down Lauren Witzke's personal checking account. But did, was she able to bank elsewhere? Well, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, are they uh, U.S. citizens, or are they just visiting here, or on what basis are they in the U.S.? They're U.S. citizens, yeah. And they can't get any U.S. banking. Does this surprise you? Sort of. I, I guess I could understand opting out, but the fact that nobody would offer them a credit card? I'm sure they had to find some like weird credit union or something. Huh. Well, I suppose. I, I, I mean, I've heard of, I guess I've certainly heard of individual instances like Laura Loomer had it happen to her. You're telling me Lauren Witzke had it happen to her where you're, an individual bank says no. Hmm. But you're telling me that every financial institution has said no. <clears throat> yeah, everyone that they've tried to go to. I, I, hmm. I don't know if they achieved anything eventually, but hmm. they are the well, real deal over at Red Ice. All right. Well, um, man, I'll, maybe I'll have to learn some more about that. That sounds crazy to me. Well, it shouldn't sound that crazy. All the premises for that sort of thing have been true for some time. I just haven't heard of anybody actually experiencing that until now. Yep. But uh, all right. Nomad is up next. Nomad, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. What's on your mind? Hey, 
Hey, um, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, that was uh, training ammunition that Blonde was fondling earlier. It's there basically... We go. Hey. It's dense powder in, like, a polymer binder. So how does it not... Because it has to be... A, oh, my voice. Oh. oh, God, I never want to We just it. had some feedback coming off. Here, um, I don't okay, know so it has to be a projectile because they're using it for training. But how right. do you stop it from being lethal? Oh, that it could be a couple of different kinds. Um, some of them use a wax bullet, which still hurts like a bitch. And uh, there's also training am ammo that's like frangible, which is yeah. basically a dense powder that's in a binder. So when it hits the target, it just kind of dissipates. Is um, that why it's, it's still black? Yeah. The, um, it could be either of those two things. I think it's the uh, frangible ammo. It's it's cold. It's not it's not um, plastic. Hmm. Right. That it's probably the frangible stuff then. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it's like a dense powder in a polymer binder. Um, speaking of uh, uh, Glock magazines and stuff, have you uh, looked into a polymer eighty yet? Um, I actually picked up one right after Joe made his announcement because i'd never purchased one before and it's um it's on my list of summer projects i have not done the uh done the assembly yet but uh but yes a uh perfectly legal mr atf and fbi listener not frame ghost gun not frame is in my possession currently perfect yeah yeah blonde needs one too I'm uh, oh. building a, a Glock 17 clone on one of mine. Yeah, I got a, a Glock 19 uh, frame. So uh, it, it's well, uh, know, sure. I'll probably put it together like throughout the rest of the year. I mean, I haven't done any of the work on it and I don't have any of the other parts. I just have the not frame ATF. It's just a piece of a piece of plastic. And actually, I don't even have to qualify my language. It's perfectly legal for me to construct my own frame. There's no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, same same here. I've uh, my AR lower receivers are all serial numbered, but I picked them up for about forty five bucks each. That's a good deal. So. Well, I mean, I, I haven't bought a lower for a little while, but I I don't see lowers under fifty bucks commonly. So if you if you oh, got them, that's good. If you've got a CCW, uh, they're not running you through the NICS background check. Um, yeah, they've got to still do the paperwork but i mean you, you just walk in you show them that you've got your ccw so you've already passed the background check and you're in and out in a fraction of the time yeah yeah uh everybody you know your people are wondering uh, how to store their value and keep their family safe uh my not investment advice investment uh, investment advice is to uh store your life savings in lowers buried uh around your community uh with a <laughs> With a, a map to find holds them later. Holds up better than Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, holds up better than Bitcoin. in the new econ in the in the new world economy, trading lowers for uh, you know a bag of groceries will work <laughs> out quite well. Yeah, I, I I know you guys are looking at those uh, Bitcoin balances and thinking back to a what was it about a year better and a half times. It was yep. it was November that crypto was hitting highs. It wasn't even that long ago. Do you remember when oh. Stefan Molyneux said this is this is like the funniest thing he ever said? He was talking about how um, the fluctuations from Bitcoin. This is like four years ago that he went to a conference and he was like, 
he looked, checked his Bitcoin um, amount, his Bitcoin balance, and he's like, I'm richer than my wildest dreams. Then he checked it like four hours later. He's like, I can't afford to fly home. <laughs> like, this is exactly what's happening. Like, I cannot look at it anymore. I'm yeah, just, you really that just money shouldn't. is lost to me. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't look at it. You really just shouldn't look at yeah. investments of any sort at this point and just, you know, if uh, unless you need the cash and you plan to sell, just maintain peace of mind and uh, hang on to that. That would be uh, well, well that, yeah, that's I'm my sitting. strategy. But holy cow, man, uh, I, I know. I mean, last stream, uh, Super Chatter brought it up and I hadn't looked at the price of Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, it's uh, rough times. And it's actually dipped since Sunday a few thousand dollars more. Yeah, I saw that. I, I checked my Coinbase account and kind of cried a little. Yeah. It's yeah. at 20% of the value it was before. Well, if you bought in like uh, October, November, uh, yeah, you need to hold because you got a lot of ground to make up. You don't want to sell at that kind of loss. So yep. hold it all the way to zero and then keep holding it anyway. Once it at, at zero, you have no reason to sell at that point. Yeah, you really. Nobody will buy it anyway. So, yep. <laughs> so hold forever. Well, yeah, it, it's getting pretty damn close to zero. And, uh, um well i mean in, but in retro like in in retrospect i remember someone sent me uh a whole bitcoin in like 2017 2018 somewhere in there and i got impatient with the volatility don't and, no and i can't hear had, the story yeah we had some <sighs> things we need to pay for so i sold a whole bitcoin in in 2019 and it was like it was like eight thousand dollars or something like that That's... you know I mean, nobody that, ever knows what the top or the bottom of a market is. If you make money, dead. you just have to be happy yeah, that you made I money. Didn't, I didn't lose money on it, but you look back at that. That's within the that's under three years ago now. And the yeah. value was eight thousand dollars. If Bitcoin was eight thousand dollars today, it would be even more of a disaster than it. Oh, it's, I know. It's, I know. you know, three times that value still. Uh, maybe not quite. Maybe a little under that. But sometimes you just sell your condo too early and then you obsessively look at the Zestimate <laughs> and you just need to stop. There is no, yep. yeah, that's kind of the nature of the game too. It's like, as long as you're, well, I mean, yeah, it's like I should have, I sh if I could look back and tell myself, no, hang on to that Bitcoin and sell it in November of 2021. Yeah. Um, but nobody ever does that. Nobody has a crystal ball like that. So you can't but, really get too uptight about it. Yeah. Um, when I, before my ex and I split up, I used to play a game called Eve online, which required a fairly good video card. Hmm. This was, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. So on advice from some of the other players, I was starting to set up for Bitcoin mining. Huh. You know, so it, my computer would be doing something with all that hardware. Yeah. And this yeah. was when Bitcoin was under a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was 12 years ago. Yeah. And I got so preoccupied um, I, with a breakup, I just took down my computer, packed it away. And uh, so you were mining at the time. Is that what you're telling me? And then you just stopped. I had just started. I just started set, getting oh. set up. And by the time I caught got my stupid computer out, um, the hard drive was corrupted and, and I couldn't God recover damn. the wallet. I know it's and, like a, same thing. I watched my idiot druggy friends buy Molly on the Silk Road with Bitcoin. And that's what I thought it was for. Turns out <laughs> they, had the, they had the right idea the whole time. If only I, if only I could have foreseen their wisdom, you know. If only. Uh, well, like I said, I I already had the hardware that could do it because I had a good video card. I had an expensive video card, and uh, I figured, you know, I might as well get 
figure out a way my computer could pay me to pay play this stupid game yeah you know i and uh i look back and i'm like ah shit you know so it's it's not just being able to predict the future it's also luck i mean there's so many other things you could have done with it yeah there is some luck but you know it's i i I am not uh going to submit to the to the crypto doomerism that is circulating either i i do believe it will come back it might take a little while uh, but you know, uh, I, I, I think no matter what your asset is, whether you own stocks or you own crypto or you own precious metals, you don't sell at a loss unless you have to, that's just, mm-hmm. it's like rule one. You don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, hang on as long as you can, but the way this economy is going, um, you know, once it's a hundred dollars for a loaf of bread, we probably don't have a choice anyway. Hmm. Well, well, yeah, we might be looking at a situation where it's a, a Bitcoin per gallon of gas. <laughs> like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> a return to the proper order in the Joe, universe. Joe's bringing back the wrong America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, have a great night, guys. You as well. Okay. We are a little bit late for a check-in on chats, but uh, let's do that now. C2K also says, how early is too early to open day, uh, open Father's Day stuff? Uh <gasps> Well, happy Father's Day, C2K. All the best to you and your family. This Sunday is Father's Day. So if you're like blonde and you forgot, you better get on it and get a gift. Whatever. What did I get for for Mother's Day? I think my husband (laughs) like let me take a shower by myself. That's a pretty good gift in the age of parenthood. That's a rare, that's a rare occurrence. (laughs) All right. Uh, Um, I think we're good over on DLive. Let me check in on TV stream real quick. Let's see. I'm I, not looking at my old condo price on Zillow. It's actually fine. It's fine. It's I fine. love me some Al Sharpton. I do believe that that. Uh, well, I think the the real estate market, particularly those urban centers, is going to come down to earth a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to like drastically drop, but I think those cities are in rough shape. And I I don't know. It's not like I own a bunch of properties in Seattle or L.A. or San Francisco or something. But uh, I'm I if I had money to throw around, that's not what I would buy currently. That's for sure. Uh, I love I love me some Al Sharpton <laughs> says uh, that figures. You do seem to take after him. In what way do I take after Al Sharpton specifically? You, well, you look just like him. I so. I know people commonly say that to me. I'm mistaken for him all the time. Uh, we're good if you're ready on YouTube. Uh, pterodactyl beak hat that is what this says right pterodactyl beak hat that's wait that sound am i misunderstanding that sounds like uh very uh ethnically did i just say like n-word f-word or something i don't know oh i thought it was like a. that's what it says i thought it was an ethnic characterization is it (laughs) it might be i don't know Blonde lived in Seattle where I live. She might have been, she might have seen this uh, pride BS up close on accident. Somebody get me out of the state. Yeah, I did. Um, I did report, do some, do some reporting in like 2016 at the pride parade. Mm. That's where I saw that guy that had that dildo in his ass. And then it was like a horse's tail. How did I forget that? And he was like walking around, like with just walking around Seattle with a dildo in his ass. <laughs> Totally naked also. Did I miss that? How do I not remember? I don't know. I was, I was really brave back then. I'd eat like a hundred milligrams of marijuana and then I'd be like, all right, I'm getting my camera. 
and I'm going to go talk to some fags. And that's what I did. <laughs> it was really fun. And now um, you Ms. can do that in downtown Coeur d'Alene too. Things have just uh, followed you Yay. there. Yeah. Mr. B. Oh, Blonde, would you date Stone Cold Steve Austin? Is he a wrestling guy? Yeah. I don't know anything about him. Well, you just got to Google him. Uh, no. All Jared right. Tank, regarding Matt's new video, it was so good. Um, I'm 23. Oh, I've reached my lowest point in 2020 and almost ended it all. I'll never forgive, uh, forget anyone who supported lockdowns and never stopped moving forward for those who can't anymore. Right on. I'm glad, I'm glad that you made it through. I mean, I just can't believe that we were so willing to sacrifice the young for the old. Yeah, that, 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 number one, like the decision to sacrifice some for others is one of incredible moral weight, even if you have to do it. Right. But, but in what insane calculation would you say, yeah, you know, toss the, uh, toss the young kids on the train track. We got to preserve the old people. I'm not saying kill the olds, but like, I hope that when I'm 70, 80 years old, I understand. Great. I lived this long. Everything else is cherry on top from here. Um, I've had my time and, you know, uh, it's it's younger people's time. And, you know, when when my time comes, my time comes. And if it's a well, virus, I guess. Boomers, you know, they think they think they're never going to die. Like, I actually heard this lady who shall remain nameless, who I, I really like. But she is a Biden supporter, argue that 78 is not old. <laughs> OK, I was like, it's the uh, average age of death. Yeah. So for women, it's younger than that for men. So I'm pretty sure if you're at the last year of your natural life, yeah. you're fucking old. Yeah, for sure. It's just, do these people well, think that they're never going to die? It's like, I hope that when I get old, I'm like, I've lived my life. I've imparted my wisdom and now I'm going to start doing heroin or yeah. something. And I, I good on you uh, to the chatter for finding some positivity and some encouragement and some motivation out of that because lock, lockdowns pissed me off as a matter of principle, but in the position that I'm in, you know, I I got married in 2020 kind of in the middle of it, but I was already engaged. I was building, working on building a family. And so the social connection, like it didn't have the impact of, of severing some of the connections or the opportunity to make new connections for me mm-hmm. that it did for a lot of young people. Yeah, so for me, it was yeah. lockdowns enraged me from a kind of a, an abstract detached perspective. But you still had the support. Yeah. And if I didn't, if I was still single, I mean, just a couple of years prior, we were doing the online dating thing, trying to find somebody. And that was frustrating enough. But if you had all this nonsense stacked on top of it, I could understand how that would be just insufferable. You'd, you'd feel oh like your God. life is being robbed. Can you imagine? You. Uh, or if like your family wasn't, I, I was talking to some lady at the park today who just moved here from Seattle. And she was telling me that her husband's in-laws who are scientists living in Seattle will not see them unless they're social distance and wearing masks, including all the kids and all of their kids age five and over are vaccinated. What the hell? At what point still wear masks? You're sacrificing your entire life. You won't, you won't allow a normal child. What's the relationship between the five-year-olds and these people? Uh, It's their, it's her in-laws. It's her brother's, um, parents or her husband's, uh, so they're grandparents of these, Oh, they're not. Are they the grandparents of these children or something else? Nieces and nephews. Nieces. And in in any case, you're going to allow yourself to sabotage or miss the best parts of the childhood and the upbringing of your close relatives this late in the game. This late in the game. And they've been doing it for two years. And so she said they haven't seen them the entire time. They like can't talk about any any of this. And it's hard for me to be like. Well, fuck these people. <laughs> I mean, I know Why that they're that your hard? family that's and everything. Re- oh, as advice, you're saying that's hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know that we, we never want to cut out family, but 
if my family was doing this stuff, I'd, I'd have to be like, look, I don't know that I want to have a relationship with you anymore. Well, and like, I, don't think so. I don't think I can. It's it's very important to us with our son. And thankfully, he's growing up sort of removed from all that. But we don't want him to see people in masks. I just yeah. don't. I don't want him to be accustomed to that. And it happens here and there. But it just in general, I don't want him to be spending yeah, time weird. for hours in the presence of weird masked freaks so that his young developing mind thinks that's normal or something. I just don't want anything to do with that. So yeah. it would matter to me a lot if I was in that situation. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Sirsha says the people who groom kids, school kids, are the same people who want to take guns from parents. I guess self-preservation is a thing. Yeah. Even on the left. That is true. <laughs> I do hit and runs on people with Biden stickers. Wow, blonde, you take politics way too seriously. You heard it here. I'll, I'll hit and run. That one's actually true. Unlike the uh, Al Sharpton one that I was forced to read. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's let's circle back. OK, thank you guys for the chats. We will come back to them at the end of the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you next up is nick olas nick Ooh. are you there what's good uh evening. what's on your mind good sir um well let's see uh first of all i'm gonna shill for you because it ties into the rest of what i'm gonna say no so, i said i would shill no more forever well, i'm not shilling for you guys then oh. i'm shilling for right-wing thought leaders in general people need to uh pony up some dollars because if they disappear all of our kids are gonna have to listen to super gay youtube approved commentators. <laughs> um well thank you for right. that yeah so that being said so uh back to um and i'm just gonna bleed you with this until you promise to read the book back to rules for radical so oh, we yeah. started we started that discussion with right. um, needing to be absolutely ruthless, and then we left off talking about uh, needing to organize and protest better. Hmm. Um, and so the the topic of this call, or the the end of the like thought train, is if we can get them to crack down on us, we'll have more reason to protest, and the cycle will accelerate. Um, and so I'll, I'm going to get to something that Blonde did recently with Witzke, but uh, the job of the organizer, quote from the book, job of the organizer is to maneuver and bait the establishment so that it will publicly attack him as a dangerous enemy. And mm -hmm. so, um, Matt, a couple of calls ago, you had asked, well, how do we identify the enemy? And um, Oh, yeah. It, it, it was a great question. So basically we get enough protest and whoever attacks us, this is, that's the enemy. And, um, you know, to quote Jesus, as the guy in the book does, the rules for radicals, whoever is not with me is against me. So, um, Blonde, you've been doing fucking knockout work on your interviews. Keep it up. Thank um, you. The, the Whitsky interview was almost perfect, but she was wrong on one big point she wants to consolidate the group and then start fighting the establishment and the blueprint for success is we should coalesce a big tent then make moves get protest get pushback and then after we gain power we consolidate so i think she had that backwards but i'm open to interpret she's on to something though that that gal she's a a shark yeah. attack and a knockout so She's clearly well read, and yeah. um, I mean, she she was. I, I was listening to it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is just perfect. This is exactly what I wanted to break down." Matt, have you seen that interview? I've not finished it entirely, but I have listened. Damn to you, some Matt! Of it. I'm sorry. Damn you, Matt! I'm Come on, man! 
fucking Matt. But I have right. I ha- I have heard some of it, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically we need some general momentum before we can get picky about each and every issue that we're going to fight back on. So you're and, saying I, I mean, should go to Billings and bait the drag queens into attacking me. Totally. Uh, if you if you can get enough people, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that would be ideal. You don't okay. attack them. You don't do some stupid buffalo shit, but you let them attack you. Yeah. I was um, definitely not planning to do any buffalo shit, to be clear. Uh, oh, no, of course not. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, I am being serious about that. But, well, uh, I, I just mean you have so many buffalo out there in Montana. Oh, um, right, yeah. We have a fair amount. <laughs> um, so anyway, so uh, so basically the left like is really good at this strategy. They get gays and Muslims to vote for the same candidate, which is like mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, I, I, how? How? It is a pretty good achievement when you think how? about it. Yeah. Like yeah, I have it, way it, more it, in common with a Muslim than a gay person does. I know. Exactly. So here's here's the part that the audience will hate. Um, okay. We need to be more flexible and agreeable to our less dissident right counterparts. Duh! Like the, I know, right? Like the Charlie Kirks and the Candace Owens. And, you can uh, go fuck yourself. Get off this call <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah, doing I, it. I, well, here's the thing. The I like Candace lot. Owens, to be clear. I, the, I like right, the right is not but a Charlie's series of face factions. Is way and too if, small. You, if you cut us up like that, you're just going to minimize the amount of people that we have. But if we see ourselves as more of a portal, like... The Charlie Kirks like wake up some kids in college and eventually they come over to you. That's Do they the end goal. But nobody, yeah, nobody's gonna wake up in college and start listening to you guys right off the bat. They have no, to, no. But I think that people that. Charlie Kirk is dangerous because I think people listen to Charlie Kirk and they just like stop there. They're like, well, oh, I found conservatism, and then they just destroy the conservative movement from within. They sometimes do. You're right. But Charlie will take like a thousand people and then uh, he'll make 400 conservatives. And then Paul Joseph Watson will take that 400 and make like a hundred far right kids. And then you guys will take that hundred and you'll turn it into fun- 25 dissident right kids. Wait, but I radicalized without- past PJW. Wow. And oh, then yes. we'll take those 25 people <laughs> and make one Brenton Tarrant. And that's what we've done. <laughs> Exactly. And then our our, our rules our rules for radicals destiny has been achieved. And then Becca Lewis with the radicalization spider web will say will say, See, I told you I predicted this all along. I mean, you're not gonna get everybody. It's a law of large numbers thing. Yeah. And yeah. the the bigger the initial net, the bigger we can get people to you. Okay. So anyway. I know, I know. A lot of people are probably saying, "Fuck this guy," but uh, you know, we we gotta we gotta build and take some power before we can eliminate our uh, our enemies. So, um, all I right. Would, so, who's reaching say, out to Charlie? Am I doing it, or are you doing it, Juan? Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Charlie on your behalf. All right. Um, but basically, what I was gonna say is, Blon, what you've been doing with all the interviews and like bringing together different thought leaders and different audiences—that's exactly what we need. Um, and Matt, you do a great job putting on a huge show. I'd love to see you do shows with other thought leaders, but um, I'm not here to tell you how to run your sure, business, of yeah. course. So I appreciate uh, but, that. But no, Blon, it's a great job. So keep it up, and Matt, you keep doing great too. Thanks. Yeah, man. I'm I'm trying to get Peter Hitchens. Oh, okay. that'd be really cool. All right. Yeah. I would that's, love that. Okay. That's the brother, right? Yeah. Yes. Everybody thinks that Peter Hitchens is an intellectual in his own right. He's not just Christopher Hitchens' brother. Right. And he, brother. And he turned out to be right about, about Christianity. 
So can you imagine having like some dickhead atheist brother and and then he's famous and everything like that and everybody thinks he's this great intellectual, but really you're the yeah. one the whole time? Peter is former yeah. atheist himself, is he not? Didn't I don't he? think so. I, I think thought he. Been I Christian. thought he was a former non-believer converted, but maybe I'm mistaken. Oh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. If I'm gonna get him, get him on my show, I better learn. A- <laughs> well, uh, thank you, you guys, for the. You guys uh, keep it up and viva la revolution. All right. If I'm able to bait any uh, any drag queens, I will. Uh, I'll maintain a yeah. record of it. Yeah, if you can get shot in a limb or something, that <laughs> yeah, would really that would draw the great. right kind of attention right. we need. All right, I'll I'll see what I can do. All right, see you guys. Thanks. Okay. New Beijer. Did I pronounce it correctly this time? I don't, yep. I don't know. All right, there we go. Proud of myself. That worked. What's uh, uh, What's on your mind? Well, uh, I'll give you a choice again. Uh, would you like uh, University Story Time or kind of a uh, advice type thing? Mm. Advice for whom? For us or for general no, 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 for audience? Or, oh, for oh, you. Oh, okay. We like to give advice, but we don't like to take advice. That's yeah, fine. Fuck your advice for me, man. <laughs> uh, I let's. Uh, what did we talk about last time? I can't remember. You gave us a choice last time. What do we pick? Uh, well, the the choice last time was uh, university politics or university nuclear stuff. That's right, and we picked politics, did we not? Yes. So let's uh, let's let's leave the university environment and go to the advice arena. Okay. Uh, I had a question regarding burnout or hmm. uh, perhaps a effort reward imbalance. Okay. Um, like, have you guys ever gone through a period of your life where you have successfully done something? Like, I'll make a I'll make up an analogy where, oh, I had to replace a piece of fencing. Yeah, you you did all the the effort to do that fencing, and you feel a certain quantity of satisfaction from mm-hmm. completing that task. However, if you're building a gazebo, you do all that extra effort, and it's a lot more complex, especially if it's a large gazebo, and you finish, and the amount of reward that you feel, like internally, and satisfaction, feels like, I don't know, a two percent bonus on what you did for the fence. Ah. So right. the the <clears throat> return on investment, so to speak, mm-hmm. is highly out of whack. The the diminishing returns are massive, where it feels mm. like whatever. It's not you like do, commensurate with the effort. Exactly. Uh yeah, totally. Yeah, I would say that the closest I've felt to that is uh my prior quote unquote real job. And that was, it was the sort of job where I would make reports about things or do some sort of uh, statistical or numerical analysis, put it in a document that goes to someone's desk and that person thinks I'm stupid or something and doesn't read it anyway. But I still have to do a good job to say that I did and then collect a check for that. And, um, you know, I mean, like, I think that it's it's very important to have a life that's satisfying outside of your job and to have a reason why you do your job. So I'm not saying that every job should be the most rewarding thing ever. It's They often aren't and they're done in pursuit of something that's bigger and better and more important to you. But um, that particular situation just 
it just felt like uh, it was in a spot, as we've referenced before, where I was constantly doing the minimum acceptable to fly under the radar radar and not really like have any not get in trouble. You know what I mean? Well, what is this an analogy for, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, uh, well, it's a it's a broad ranging analogy for like my time at at university, which took longer Mm. than I, I would have wanted uh, several reasons for that, but uh, I ended up making a a device that ended up making a, a business around. Oh, and well, great! Yeah, well, sort of. Hmm. the The problem is that that business kind of fell apart. Um, they after like we won some awards we from the university we uh we actually went on like a dragon's den or um similar to like lion's den or shark tank like you know those shows yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh went for that uh competed on one of those uh those shows and at the end of it even though like i'd spent hundreds of hours or not hundreds multiple but like at least 100 hours a week for for uh, more than a year working on this stuff hmm. and the level of satisfaction that i was feeling was if somebody had come down to the lab and basically said hey they were handing out free cupcakes upstairs right and uh i the i saw that there was a couple left so i grabbed you t- uh grabbed you a couple I well mean, it's like- probably not the right thing for you to be doing in your life then it might not just be diminishing re- returns because you're burned out but you just might not have like the the fervor, the desire to do that anymore. You said the business failed. Yeah, uh, there was a conflict between me and one of the other co-founder, or uh, between all the different co-founders. And eventually, I decided to go back to university to finish my degree. And mm. because of that, I became a passive uh, shareholder, and uh, the business failed within a year before I could get oh, back man. to it. So, well, well does anybody? Um, it wasn't in your hands when it failed, so that's good. Does anybody <laughs> yeah. still own sort of the intellectual property that was the product? Is it possible to be a rev- like? Wh- I guess what I'm saying is, did the business fail because the product sucked, or was the management of it the thing that sucked? Could you, could it be revived? A uh, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Uh, the problem was that our, our like I'll I'll just say our device was um, I came up with a way to circumvent um, how to. Like, you know, when um, all the drug testing was coming out because of marijuana legalization in various places, like in, yeah. in, I'm in Canada and in Canada, uh, they legalized it nationally a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And right around then, I came up with an idea for how to test for impairment uh, rather than testing for a chemical because marijuana is very, uh, it doesn't affect people the same way mm. at, at a specific blood uh, nanograms per milliliter. Right. And because it can stay in your system for long periods of time, uh, that became a bit of an issue, uh, for like enforcement. Cause if you, if this shows up on, say a drug test or a saliva sample or, uh, a pseudo breathalyzer or something like that, you wouldn't be able to, um, like, it, yes, you would be able to fire the person and yes, you would be able to, uh, have like a coherent uh, criteria for that, but you wouldn't be okay. able to determine whether or not this person is actually dangerous. Impaired, right. Exactly. So Just what to, I did um, was like, oh, oh sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, we are running a little bit short on time. So I wanted to bring it back to the original 
oh, uh, sure. yeah. concept here, which you had mentioned there was kind of an advice uh, angle. Yes. The and I want to make sure question, that I address that. Yeah. The advice aspect is when this is spread to multiple areas of your life, like a lot of things seem to be experiencing this very little uh, return on investment. Okay. Um, how do you get out of that? I'm, I'm concerned that it's like a neuroplasticity issue where mm. it's been, you've done it enough that now it's set in your brain that that's the, like, that's the result that you should get. Yeah. Like, how do you break that cycle? Um, the, okay. So I have two contexts in which I've been in that. The first is professional, as I mentioned, where I just, even though it was a perfectly comfortable, stable job with okay pay and decent benefits, I left it to take a risk to do something like this. So in that case, I blew it up. I just, I, I knew that. Burn the ships. Yeah. Burn it and start something else. The other uh, time in which I've experienced that is in um, my prior relationship where you just realize like you don't, if you can't explain why you're doing something, why you shouldn't be doing it. And that was another situation where we kind of realized we don't, we can't explain why we're in this relationship. In fact, we don't necessarily even share the same vision of marriage or children or anything like that. Why would you continue to carry on just for the sake of convenience or something like that? So in that case too, and that's another area where um, blonde has blonde helped me immensely. Just dump that bitch, take out the axes, start swinging. If, if, if you can't answer why people are in your life, they shouldn't what are they be. doing there? Yeah. And that that's true in personal context. That's true in professional context. So, but the only point of caution I have in your situation, I, I would say to anybody, if you can't explain why you do something, don't do it. But man, if you're talking about it in multiple sit, uh, sit, uh, settings as in professionally, personally, I don't know all of them, but you might swing those axes, uh, staggered, you know, like, yeah, but I mean, one what, at if, a time. Yeah. what if it is a neuroplasticity thing? Like, um, mm. Like the, like my high school boyfriend, you know, like the first time we kissed, it was like being on drugs and then it's never like that ever again. Like, it's not like, you know, I've been married for years and years and years. It's not like I'm ever going to have that kind of excitement on a day-to-day basis because Mm -hmm. it's just familiarity, you know? Um, What if it's like that with work also? Like I used to be like that with making videos. I get so excited to make a video and now I'm like, the society is going to fail. It's but there still have to be point it, it just because the like certain points of appreciation may change. There has to be some other underlying appreciation, like in the context of a marriage, the way you experience it is certainly different than your first day. Right. But you want to talking the, about his yeah. like reward center, not being activated in the same kind of um, like yeah. dopamine, dopamine kind of way that it was in university. And it, it might be a neuroplasticity thing that you just mm. can't avoid. Okay, swing one X and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you should blow up your life just because you're looking like for more yeah. warm validation. But that's but you know, if it, all all I can say is in my experience, if you can't if you can't explain why you do a thing, don't do that thing. Try something else. That would be but lower your expectations hmm. also a little bit. Did we uh is that is that clear as mud? Did we <laughs> do a He's like, great, I'm more confused now. Yeah. Uh, Another point of advice I have, do the opposite of what I say, uh, (laughs) because that often succeeds too. (laughs) Don't you, your life is really together. Uh, It it is now. I'm very proud of what I have now, seriously speaking. And I, I, you know, I'll always thank the audience for that too. But, um, but that doesn't mean I, I, 
if I could go back and talk to my younger self that I wouldn't change a lot of things that I did on my path to get here. Yep. But I suppose those are necessary. Anyway, Godspeed with the decisions and I, I hope you find what's right for you. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Okay. We are past the hour. Uh, our friendly call screener has two or press the bottom of the hour. Uh, friendly call screener has two left for us. What's our question situation? It's not too bad. <clears throat> okay. Let's, uh, let's try to get a couple quick calls. Then we'll move into the questions. Mean Steve, are you there? Hey, yeah. What's going I, on? How are you doing? Hi. We are, uh, well, I hate to put you on the spot, but we're right up against the clock. So we might have you to have be a little, four seconds, a little Steve. swift with this one. Four seconds. All right. Have a good night. Good talking to you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it as always. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll make it quick. Um, I was thinking about ranting about my normie family, but, um, Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, or, okay. We could do that. All right, you have or, 20 minutes. Yeah, shit. really? 20 we'll minutes? make time for that. <laughs> as long as there's or, a little, uh, circumcision thrown in there. And, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. He's wait, like, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Or we could talk about lettuce because you guys brought it up before. I had no idea what to do with it. Oh, no, oh. no, 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 no. Let's talk about your normie family. Right. I know what to do with lettuce. Put it in the garbage disposal. Yeah. No, I say, I will just say really fast, lettuce and like watery foods have a very single purpose for me. Uh, like Burgers? No, no, no. Uh, totally, total utility of like just a high volume, low, like nutritional value. So if I'm trying to like cut, yeah. um, trying to like be in a calorie deficit, I'll just eat like watermelon iceberg lettuce oh, yeah. to like to like literally fill my stomach yeah grapes um, grapes grapes over raisins uh stuff like that someone's um, been using noom <laughs> <laughs> i have seen noom they have some good ideas with that stuff yeah um, all right tell us about your like shitty I, family yeah oh my fucking <laughs> shitty family we'll talk about them fucking i'm, I'm just i'm running out of time enormous. and i want to hear the story so to make a real long story short I like grew up on the East Coast, New yeah. England area, New Jersey, New Hampshire. I was bounced around there as a kid. So I was yeah. working in New Jersey. I think I mentioned this before on a call. COVID, New Jersey, get me the fuck out of here. I right. moved to New Hampshire. I was working remotely for a bit. Then I quit that job because they wanted me to come back. Um, then I was looking for work in Massachusetts, Boston, robotics and stuff. And they're like, well, you need a COVID vaccine. You need to be vaccinated. Right. I'm like, fuck off. I got an offer <laughs> for a position in da- and, uh, not Dallas, but in like the kind of greater DFW, oh, yeah. uh, Texas area. So I made my way down here. Now I'm in Texas. Um, that was, I got here like November. So my family's like, hey, when are you going to come back? You know, you're going to come back for like the holidays and stuff, right? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just got here. We'll see. And then found out, oh, I can't go uh, to Christmas because I'm not vaccinated because my family is so fucking Oh, my God. Awesome. <laughs> they, wait, they wanted you to come back but refused if you weren't vaccinated? Yeah. So kind oh of both. God. And like, they're the classic, like, what's the big deal? I don't understand why you just won't do it. I don't like, what's the big deal? Well, what's the big, the big deal? deal to them if you don't, if it's not a big deal? <laughs> I, right. Exactly. Okay. So I basically told them, I was like, I'm not fucking doing this shit just to like come to Christmas. And then, so we kind of had like a little, eh, little falling out, basically like kind of a pariah because of all that. Um, this now, is to whom, like to your parents or siblings or who, who specifically? Not so much my parents. It was my aunt and uncle were hosting and they were like, oh. no one's allowed here unless they're fucking vaccinated. Are they old? Nah, I mean, what, like 60s, young 60s. Oh, God, they could like live for another 20 years. 
best part is almost every single one of whoever's been there, they've all been vaccinated. They've all had COVID. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm the only one. I was like road tripping all across the country. No COVID, nothing get sick, nothing, no problem. But so long story short, kind of, uh, it's almost been like a long time coming. Like I've been politically active and like in the culture bullshit since, mm-hmm. I don't know, the last six years or so. And they've always had the same attitude. Like, who cares? Like, I don't know why you get all worked up about this stuff. It's not a big deal. As we like slowly drive, you know, the United States off a cliff, right? What's the big deal? Who cares? I'm like, this is the fucking attitude that's like <laughs> ruining Destroying everything. Destroying the country. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This like this totally passive. I don't know what the big idea, what the big deal is. So now they're giving me shit about summer. Like, when are you coming to visit this summer? When are you coming to visit? I'm like, I still kind of hate all of you for like not letting me come visit <laughs> during Christmas. Well, are you yeah. allowed to? Is the, are the aunt and uncle not part of this equation or what? Um, so no, it won't be hosted at their house. So mm. I, I am allowed to, but like part of that is like, well, fuck you. Like I'm still, I'm still kind of salty. Yeah. Like no yeah, one I has, yeah, yeah. no one has like, even, it's like, it never even happened either. No one talks about it. No one apologized. No one like really stood up for me. My cousin was like, Hey man, oh man, it sucks. You can't come to Christmas. I was like, it's your fucking parents, man. Like yeah. talk to them. Tell them to stop being so <laughs> lame. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I've it kind of sucked, but I've also like cut out friends because of, you know, being more whatever outspoken. I I got so sick of just like keeping my head down and keeping opinions to myself. So I'm like very opinionated and just like, fuck you, fuck you, asshole, fuck you. Like you're cool, we can hang out. <laughs> You'll so probably lot, find I'm the right done. people eventually, yeah. Exactly. And like, I've been finding some good people down here in Texas, good. Uh, like, and oh, let me simp for you guys' show, like awesome people and some of the discords and stuff. Like, cool. Uh, go figure. Like all these right wing people are like super industrious, have all kinds of, plans, oh, I know. Like, yeah. Capable, like learning all kinds of shit, yeah. sharing what I know with them and they're appreciative about all that stuff. It's amazing so. how that works out. Yeah. And then right. they, um, they also have job opportunities for people too. Right, exactly. And then the left toys in my family are just like, oh, I walk dogs in the city. And like, oh, it's so expensive here. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> well, so, I appreciate I guess, the enthusiasm. I got to so I gotta wrap this up quickly here, but uh, last word if you want it. Yeah, so yeah, super roundabout way of me asking for advice oh, dealing man. with uh, like family. Like it was, it sucked, yeah. but it was easier to like shed you know, friends, quote unquote. Of course. Family, yeah. But family's kind of tough, right? Like there are some cousins that I'm still like cool with my siblings, like, yeah, you know, my brother and sister, I'll always love them. Yeah. But like, it's tough. No, I, well, especially this yeah. late in the game, because you should be vindicated by now because of everything. Right. I'm happened. like, I'm sick of being right about all this shit. And you guys won't acknowledge you're fucking wrong all the time. <laughs> I don't know. So. I mean, I, I like a good old fashioned ultimatum. Oh, I, don't, I don't know me. if you can do that with family, though. The hell you if you if you can do <laughs> it with your spouse, you could do it with family. Uh, I, I think. Like, listen, um, like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna visit you guys or any if if anybody puts any pressure on me with this COVID shit. Like, I'm not doing any of this anymore. I I would. Uh, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong in that uh, perspective. Um, fa- family connections, I think, are of course deserving of a lot of deference and a lot of maintenance and a lot of effort because. 
you know, right. as we've been as we've been talking about, family is a building block of not just society, but you. You know, family is who you fall back on if you get into trouble, and family who's is who fall falls back on you if they get into trouble. And that connection is really important. Uh, that said, I think your grievance is perfectly justified. If it was me, uh, I don't think I would. Um, I, I would probably address this directly. The, my only dispute is is with the ultimatum is like do this or else. I, I would just say. I would be as honest as, as possible and say, listen, I, I didn't appreciate how I was treated at this particular time. They gave him an time. ultimatum. Yeah, right. But, that, but that's why I think <laughs> they like acted. The ultimatum. Like, I think yeah. they acted wrongly. That's the point. That's what, Yeah, so, but you got to fight people on their level and their level is, um, you know, being a dick. I know, but we're not so, talking about like, you know, uh, d- like pride activists on the street. We're talking about your family. And if right. you want that, but if they've you want already that, alienated him. He's not really taking any like further right, but, steps. But, but, alienation is going to accomplish only that there has to be some effort at repairing. And I know it's not necessarily but why fair should he have to do that. He's right. I, I know. I agree. But <laughs> the, the point is they're not going to come to him to fix it. No, and I know and- it's not necessarily fair for him to take on that burden, but if you value the preservation of that family relationship, you kind of have to do it. Duh. I see what you're saying. It's like, I've been putting in the effort and trying to be like the mediator. Like I was a middle child, classic peacemaker, middle child syndrome, all that shit. Yeah. So it's like, they only reach out to me when it's time for like holidays and they try and guilt trip me. I'm like, do you guys not understand like the tension? Do you not like, sure. Basically all these years, it's like this, the little elephant in the room is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally COVID just like blew the lid off. Yeah. You got to address that man. And and I think maybe blonde and I could come together on this point. I think the one thing that you can't do is be passive aggressive about it. Oh uh, yeah, that's just so like, lame. Don't don't let that elephant grow anymore. Take no, choose he's your out. he's fucking rampaging around. Choose your path. <laughs> choose your path and address it directly. I think yeah. both blonde and I would agree on that point. True. Agreed. Right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, good luck, Keep man. And um, yeah, if you'd like to Robot let us man. know how it goes, I'd, I'd like <laughs> to hear. Appreciate it. it. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. See you. Thanks. Okay. Uh, actually, God we had for my family. I, th- I think maybe Dangerous Spaces ditched our last caller. Maybe he had to get out of here. It was Red Falcor, okay. but Red Falcor cheats. I'll tell you what, though. You uh, da- dangerous Spaces or Red Falcor, if you can hear me. Um, if you want to get in one last word later, I will honor the time that you spent waiting. I'm sorry you had to wait so long. So, uh, well, actually, let me. Uh, let me. I'm going to pull Dangerous Spaces in here really quick and see if Red Falcor wants that. Hey, uh, M- Mr. Spaces, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but. Oh, hello. Did um did Red Falcor bail voluntarily or did you let him go? No, we're having we're having firstly we're having some te- oh, oh it was tech stuff. Okay. Running in the background, I can't have you both. Yeah, yeah. Time. I just want to make sure that um, he didn't uh that we didn't ditch him and not give him time if he was waiting for it. But if he has tech problems, then forget well, it's him. Tech pro- it's tech problems to begin with, but also keep in yeah. mind that just when it gets to the end of the show, uh if I have a couple of people, it's not a guarantee that uh, both okay. of them are expecting to get on. It's just in case there's a tech problem or, All right. uh, you know, I also had him set up because uh new Beja came in about yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 minutes before the end of calls. And I thought, oh, I might be able to fit him in and the call went long. And so we ended up running out of time. So, All right. Well, thank you um, for uh, so for your not, help. Not a, help as always. No I just wanted to see what was going on with Red Falcor <laughs> and make sure we didn't uh, bail on him. But um, no, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, but again, just for future, I thought I said this, maybe I haven't told you but um but the stuff i have kind of set up is not necessarily a guarantee that the person yeah, yeah. is going to get on it. it's more just a just in case sort of thing so all right well thank you man appreciate your help as always 
No worries. You guys have a good night. You as well. Okay, that'll do it on uh, calls tonight. Appreciate everybody who called in. And uh, if you did not make it in tonight, uh, of course, you can send us an email question. Again, the place to do that is the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. You can submit them there. We'll respond to those questions at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Armed Desert Rat says, question, if this election is even more fortified than 2020, how do you think residents of uh, red states are going to react to that? I'm in Arizona, and I'd like to believe the laws that were passed in response to 2020 will stop fortification, but I'm not convinced. It's really got me blackpilled. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if uh, we see some sort of surprise election result in the midterm here where Democrats hold on to power in Congress, uh, I don't believe in I, I just don't believe that result. And I think that yeah. I'm. Yeah. I think a lot You're, of people would. Uh, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would be in that same boat. Now, what does that mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think it means that we all just go, oh, well, I guess better luck next time. Next I'm, time, right? I've tr- I have defended um, and I continue to defend, I suppose, the uh, institution of elections and the value of voting, even if it's not sufficient in and of itself. But. You know, I have a lot of questions after the last one. If I have even more questions after this one, like I'm out, I'm done after the, this is sort of my, my last stand on that. And if it goes sideways and if it goes sideways, I just don't believe it. There's nobody who's going to look at the state of the country as it is currently and say, yeah, this is great. More of this. It's just not reality. So Um, I agree. Like I, I've still totally lost, totally lost hope. I, I have no faith in any future elections. But you get one more, one more, I guess. Yeah. How are red states um, going to react to it? Well, maybe they just uh, do what my dream uh, scenario and they all ally together and say, fuck you, we're not paying the IRS anymore. Come and get us. Oh, that would be, <laughs> I just that would be the great fantasies the greatest, about yeah. that. Wouldn't that be something? Um, that guy over there during a discussion about are we near the end and are people unproductive in society not producing their worth? Do you think it's possible that if enough people became more family focused and less globally focused, we can still turn the ship around. Are we too far gone? We had a, I wonder if this was the same as the caller earlier. Similar themes. Yeah. Uh, are we too far gone? I mean, I don't think you're ever too far gone to focus on your family, right? I'm still having kids and stuff, even though I have pretty much no faith in the future. <laughs> they force that on you though. And it's the same with mm-hmm. productivity. It's like, yeah, um, I can kind of be a lazy bum and uh, scrape by when it's just me playing Xbox and eating Snickers bars or something. When it's my son's future and I'm responsible for that, it's a lot harder for me to sit around doing unproductive things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I do. I watch Jurassic Park. Uh, I you know, there's all sorts of things I do, but it it changes your mindset. Like, I don't think it's possible for me to sit around an entire day and not do anything productive because I feel like. I feel like I'm being a bad dad, you know, and, and pr- right. productivity could even mean like time with him. It doesn't necessarily mean like financially productive, but just like for me to sit around and do nothing other than indulge my own interests. Um, it's harder to do. It's harder to do when you have kids. Cause you feel, you feel kind of bad about it. You know, they force, okay. they force your hand into productivity and faith in the future. That's they their value. Us. This is a good one for you. Uh, Chirian Reggie, sorry for mispronunciation, which I'm sure I did. What is your opinion on city village town rights over state provincial rights? That's pretty interesting. Um, I guess you, you, well, there's a couple different principled approaches you could take here. Maybe if you, if you 
believe that power ought to be as decentralized as possible. I mean, maybe you want ultimate power to be in the individual, then a little bit less power in the this the community, a little bit less power in the state, mm-hmm. even less power in the federal government. Um, that said, though, I can make an argument that for for sort of uh, state authority over localities and potentially even over the individual in a lot of situations too. That is to say, I do, I do believe strongly in the right of association and the right of association carries with it a whole series of, I suppose, behavioral expectations or sort of group membership expectations. And I don't think it's unreasonable for a certain population, whether they're the, the city or the state, I suppose, to say these are kind of the terms of being in this club. And if you don't like them, you're welcome to leave and go join a different club. Right. Does it matter if it's the city or the state? I don't know. It's 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 the distinction between separating power between the city and the state is so much smaller than the distinction between separating power uh, between the states and the federal government. It's like if you make a thousand divisions of power, that's not that much different from, say, a hundred. But a hundred is drastically different from one. Kind of get diminishing returns as you make those uh, power and political divisions over time. How would I come down? Like, I mean, insofar as the state is necessary uh, for the creation of laws and the decisions about what sort of club membership in that state means, I'm actually going to. I guess buck what I suppose my principled stance might be. I'm going to say that the state should be the proper authority. That is to say, um, I think that the state of Montana should probably be able to set terms that the state of Bozeman or the city of Bozeman has to follow. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. what's really the point of the state of Montana? Why do we even have that? Why even bother? Yeah. Although I'm not sure I have this fully fleshed out in my head. Maybe I need to think about it a little bit more. I mean, can government be too small? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If it if it fails to defend the rights of the individual, then yes. If it that is, is too small, right? Yeah. Um and that said, like well, I, I just think that that uh there are that those individual rights of association carry some I suppose implications on the exercise of power over others. And that's kind of what that's how I envision a state to be. It's sort of a a voluntary collection or association of people who have all come together to set the rules of that association. And even if they set rules that I think are bullshit, I want to respect their right to do that because that means that I can go to the next place over if I hate their bullshit rules and set up rules there that I like better. And if it's just cities within the States that are bucking the rules everywhere, it's kind of a nonsense world. And what's the point of the state? I, uh, yeah. Like, why would we, why wouldn't we just have federal government and city government? What's the, what's the purpose of the state in that arrangement? What is know. the purpose of the state? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just have local and federal? Yeah. Government? Um, anyway, maybe I'll have to think about it some more. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. This is Sam. George Soros gave my elite New York city high school, 50 student per grade, about a quarter of a million dollars between 2010 and 2019. Since mm. the school started pushing a, a bunch of extremely unpopular woke nonsense mascot changes race training. Can you think of a good way to tell the alumni and parents about this without sounding crazy? I mean, if you're telling people the truth and they think that you're crazy, that's on them. Although this might be an opportunity for some reverse propaganda. Hmm. Maybe you should go in dressed as a tranny with one of those 
ass dildo horse thing. <laughs> and then talk about how you want to have a, a drag queen story hour in the kindergarten or something. Oh, he's at high school. Solid mm. advice. Well, I don't I, know. I, maybe this is a time for some trolling or for some overcorrection. Because if, if you're just going to tell them, like, List, listen, this donor is clearly propagandizing the high school and they're going to be like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And like, fuck these people. Like, how do you deal with people like that? What is a good. So you're trying to go to alumni and parents. Well, I, if you have demonstration of this, I assume you have demonstration of the mascot change obviously happened. Race training. I assume you've participated in it or are aware of it happening somewhere in the school. Just bring the receipts, show the evidence. Yeah. They can't but call I don't you think crazy. If you, yeah. If they're going to say that you're crazy, even though you're telling them the truth, then, then you know, these people can't be reasoned with. Uh, just be organized, present the evidence. Um, if you're, if you're available or if you're, uh, if you're able to, God, I can't talk past, uh, we're coming up on two hours here and my ability to speak has already expired. If you're able to say present before the school board or something like that, there, there should be opportunities for you to present your grievances, uh, to the people that run the school. And mm -hmm. if you, if you take that, as an opportunity for an organized presentation with the evidence of exactly what you're talking about. Seems hard to dismiss that as craziness. It's crazy. So yeah. Be, be professional and organized about it. That's, that's how I would approach it to start. Let's see. Uh, JD says just to set expectations, Matt, what would you consider a win or a loss on November 8th over under 60 seats in the house? Plus uh, the Senate, like the tea party Bannon saying a hundred seats for a hundred years while Mark Elias is running around trying to fortify elections. I don't know that I have a, a certain numeric expectation, just decisive, just absolutely decisive. No, I don't. I, uh, if it's like uh, some narrow majority or something like that, uh, that's going to that's going to raise some questions to me. And the yeah. Senate, actually, the Senate, I don't want to uh, set too many expectations for because the map is actually kind of bad. When you look at the Senate map, um, you have to hold Pennsylvania and Dr. Oz is officially the candidate now. Let me bring up the map really quick because I looked at this. You have you you could realistically flip Georgia because that's Raphael Warnock running against uh, presumably Herschel Walker. Is he already won? Mm -hmm. won I don't know. Uh, so maybe you, you know, he has an, an illegitimate kid, right? Uh, Herschel Walker does. Yeah. Yeah. That was just Shocking. Uh, <laughs> well, con considering his absentee father stance, it's actually, it actually is kind of shocking. Oh, is he outspoken about that? That's like all he talks about. Well, what the hell? Okay. Uh, okay. So you're, t you have Nevada. That's, I mean, that's maybe, you can maybe pick that one. Arizona, that's uh, Mark Kelly. Who's challenging him? I don't even know the Republican. I don't even know. Have been yeah. picked. I mean, okay, so Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin is Ron Johnson running again, right? So you have to hold Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Who's, let me, uh, I want to be sure about that, that I have it right. Is it John? Yeah, it is Ron Johnson running in Wisconsin. So you have to hold Wisconsin, hold Pennsylvania. The only states that are realistic pickups are Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. So you're looking at like a 50, like a 53 uh, seat majority in the Senate. That's that's not very great, but you'll take it to the status quo, I suppose. So anyway, to get back to the question, my expectations uh, for the Senate are actually kind of low, given the map. Um, <laughs> right. For the House, though, just decisive numbers, not anything close. Massive Republican majority, 
in the House. And I don't even say that as some Republican Party loyalist. I just at this point, to me, politics is almost as simple as not Democrat. Okay, just like uh, Democrat is a proxy term for insane person, not Democrat. They're not all perfect, but like there might be something salvageable there. Is it my turn? Yeah. No. Oh, Lindsey Graham is back. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, you two. A firearm bill out of the Senate is not toothless. We did talk about that on Sunday. Uh, it can get through localities and states more subsistent off anti-Samantha's uh, tit. My question, though, and seriously, no Fed talk. What will you two do should shenanigans happen again? There's a blue wave in 2022-2024. Lockdowns may be coming back. Food shortages, gas unattainable. What are we going to do to survive? That's what I'm assuming. What you can Common do. theme. If you're a pre-wall woman, you can marry somebody that will take care of you. Or if you were pre-wall five years ago and had some foresight. <laughs> I'm set. I'm good to go. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean stockpile guns, precious metals. What do you what do you do? Skills are the thing, I suppose. If Get you're not, toilet paper. If you're Bob not a quote unquote prepper at this point, I don't know what you're doing. And yeah. I mean, I, I, I say this looking at things I wish I had. It's not like I'm standing on some kind of stockpile of food, ammunition, and a whole bunch of other supplies. But I'm looking back at thinking, well, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z in years leading up to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to repeat everything that we've just been saying. But if there's some sort of surprise result in November, not only do I think that there's some kind of political some sort of unusual political response to that or uh, a, a severe political backlash coming but i also think that the economic consequences will be severe too so severe yeah. um whether you whatever your interest is whether you want to uh stockpile up uh, resources whether you want to develop new skills uh take that summer opportunity because god knows you're not taking any road trips because of the price of gas so stay home develop some things in your immediate surroundings to prepare and uh you'll probably be better off for it yep agnostic gnostic says do y'all uh, think how much deep IRL. I- IRL in real life lore is hidden in plain sight that we never seem to acknowledge? Notice odd synchronicities. Row, row, row your boat and this little light of mine are clearly about lucid dreaming in reality by navigating the branching streams of time with your divine spark. I'm not sure I totally follow. But, I haven't uh, taken enough acid today to answer yeah. this question appropriately. I mean... No, I'm not one for like recognizing synchronicity in life. I'm not sure I even understand the term. What does that mean? Like, um, oh, and Benjamin, what's the example he uses? Like a time wasting app is called TikTok and things like that. Like uh, signs in your life oh, or signs in life in general that. Well, maybe that's not a good example. Like subliminal clues or something like that. But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about more spiritualist agnostic gnostic. uh, I want the drugs that you're on. (laughs) Well, if it's just something like I, 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 the older I get, the more I do kind of believe that there are certain, I don't know. It sounds for lack of a better term, like certain forces in the world that we are perceptive of that. We don't even realize that we're perceptive of. Like, for example, knowing that my wife was pregnant and being 100% correct at the time, well, you had jizzed in her a bunch, so it's but not it's, like that much of a surprise. But I, I know that sounds simple, but I'm saying like after trying for a few months, but knowing and never having predicted it prior, just knowing that was the time. She got pregnant like immediately. No, it was several months. It was like two months. No, it was several months. 
whatever. Yeah. So that that was one example where there was just kind of knowledge placed into me. Uh, and I just, I just knew intuitively without having, you know, spitballed guesses before. I just, I just knew it's, it's like shocking life altering news that was already present in my mind, that kind of stuff. You don't believe in like any kind of, uh, any kind of, uh, forces in the world that you're sensitive to or perceptive to instinctively. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I knew when I was pregnant. But that's because I got a really crazy rash on my chest. What do you mean? He jizzed in you. It's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt really crappy. Ah, well, that's probably a, a good clue. I don't know. Sometimes things happen. Like when I met Emmeline, I knew she was the baby I was supposed to have mm-hmm. after I'd had a miscarriage. Like things like that happen where I'm like, oh, I understand why things like worked out this way in my life. Do you ever have uh, dreams that you think are significant? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, hmm. I I have. Uh, that's the other thing, too. And I know that your mind might be predisposed to this. I have uh, infrequent but occasional dreams about my brother that are so real. And that's they awesome. happen. They happen at times that are like kind of generally significant in my life. Um, that's so know, cool. Like Do you feel like marriage, birth of child, that kind of stuff that you're really with him and everything? Oh man, it's all like it's like we're in the same room together again. That that sort of thing. And do you feel good after those dreams? Um, sometimes or they're sad. so real. I wake up and I sort of it's it's like one of those mind blown type awakenings where you sort of forget that the world you were just in is not the world that you're waking up to. But I wouldn't yeah. call it sad. It's not like a. It's not like it 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 hurts me emotionally. It's just sort of like a. It's so real that the transition is awkward. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, and I don't know if there's anything to that or not. It could just be that that's something that's so significant in my life's development that it sticks in the, I don't know. I mean, the deepest parts of my brain and just emerges at certain times, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but, maybe uh, it is, maybe it isn't it, but if it's helping you to reconnect with him, then it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that it, I don't, I don't know what I believe. I don't know if I believe there's some spiritual element of him that comes to my brain at the certain times, or if it's all just stuff that's buried so deep in my brain that comes out. But there's just things like that, that I, there, there are just forces in the world that I think we don't fully understand yet are perceptive to. And I mean, that makes sense. We've never, what is humanity, but the constant quest to understand the natural world around us, we don't fully understand it and never have. We have a better understanding theoretically every day, but we, there's all sorts of stuff happening that we don't even understand any more than previous generations. Like, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago understood, say the nature of, the solar system or something like that. That's true. Anyway, that's probably not at all what he was asking about. <laughs> well, no one knows what the hell he was asking about. Cause it's that question was nonsensical. Fair. Yeah. Little snugger to me more was 16 uh, when she posed naked in 1981. Why are you looking at child porn? She was 20. There's no way that was 16. She was not 16. Yeah, she was, she was 20. No 16 year old has the bush that I saw. Let's be very clear about wow. that. How do you know? <laughs> you have, pedo jesus Uh, dude that was uh unforgettable Uh, that image does not speaking of images that are going to be burned into my brain and i'll I'll, you know demi moore's butthole hair whose ass (laughs) her entire genitals are covered with bush how i don't even ass. i don't think your ass is your genitals well no i don't think that counts i just i 
her ass and her genitals. Are there covered. we go. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. You um, were here for the the real talk on this. They show. had to. Um, they must have like primped that pubic afro to make it as high volume like oiled as it, it up was. and like you know how black people have those picks yes exactly they must have she done like that. a tiny one like a like a pube pick yes or whoever prepared her for this photo shoot i want to know who prepared demi moore's who picked demi moore's ass hair <laughs> for that playboy <laughs> photo shoot and she probably didn't do it herself because that'd be really hard to do yourself someone no. else probably did it I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm kind of anyway. into it. It's kind of a, it's kind of an awesome bush, right? I, it's the most legendary bush I've ever seen. Hey, that's not nothing. Yeah. PC fug. No. Do you think that Dems are placing fake Republicans in key places? They can pass what they want to. Thanks for working harder than an ugly stripper on your content. Um, Thanks. Yeah, totally. It's happening in Coeur We know. I don't know if, if fake Maybe they are fake. You're saying they're actual like plant candidates. They're Democrats, former Democrats running as Republicans. Yeah. Interesting. The other example that's sort of similar to that, we know in um, Pennsylvania, I forget the guy's name, but Democrats actually funded his campaign or donated to his campaign to try to get him to win, which he did because he was there on January 6th. And they think that they can run on opposition to January 6th. That's their best bet. Mm, right. So there's, I don't, I don't know how many you know, quote unquote, fake candidates there are, but there's certainly evidence of them trying to help candidates that they think are most beneficial to their cause, which we know happens all the time too. It's the same reason like in States with open primaries, like Montana, when I voted just the other week at the beginning of the month, I, I got a Democrat ballot and a Republican ballot. And there's the, the guy that I would prefer for our congressional seat is on the Republican ballot. And there was a contested, there was a pretty close contest for that one, but there are all sorts of terrible Democrat candidates. And I, I sat for a while thinking, should I go vote for the worst Democrat <laughs> yeah. hoping that that Democrat wins as a sabotage vote? That's sort of a, a strategy of the same thing too. I'm sure a lot of that goes on in primary season, especially, mm. but I didn't, I didn't do a sabotage vote. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, you know what the real shame is, is sitting down and voting in the first place. What the For hell real. was I? What the hell I was know. I thinking? You could have been playing Xbox or doing any number of things. That's more important. Yeah. Halo with Horn says the sermon I heard on Sunday included a reference to the movie. I robot unethical, immoral technology and the second coming of Christ. The pastor was discussing all the events in scripture, including the rising of the Antichrist, who would be charismatic and have many followers who believe his words uh, are truth. What if the Antichrist is already in play? Who would you say is a possibility? What if it's Elon? Disclaimer, just playing around. I'm not saying that Elon is the Antichrist. I remember people making this accusation against uh, Obama to some degree because he fit that description. Now, I'm not saying that's who he was, but he fit that description that we're talking about of, say, like, uh, I guess you could say very charismatic personality of potentially corrupt moral fortitude. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know that I I certainly see people of similar corrupt moral fortitude in the Democrat Party today. There are plenty of them. But who's got the charisma to even be plausibly accused of being the Antichrist? The only 
people I could see are maybe the sort of people I'm sympathetic to, like the emailers asking if it's a person like Elon, where maybe I'm actually blinded by the charisma. Although I don't consider him to be that charismatic. I think he's no, funny here he's and there. Asperger's but, he's not yeah. charismatic at all. I don't know. Does anybody have it? That, that kind of charisma? No uh, I can't, to be honest, there's nobody in politics right now who I think is on say Obama's level of, of sort of, rhetorical skill you know say what well, you will trump had a lot of charisma that's true trump uh, they're just very different and you know to be clear i i don't i'm not trying to praise obama i just think it, it, his but we ability... are trying to say that trump is the antichrist we've gone full circle here on this show. <laughs> his ability to speak I mean, he's he was a gifted speaker trump is obviously a speaker of i suppose similar attraction to a lot of people but for totally different reasons mm-hmm. um is Trump the Antichrist? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see it. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any characters who really fit the bill, but maybe that's the point. I'm supposed to be blinded by those characters. Right. So maybe they're in plain sight and I just can't see them. Hmm. Man, I can't think of anybody. Okay. Crazy custodian. When I first started, I assume you are actually a custodian. There were these two guys who were at opposite sides of the political spectrum. The two never really fought. Just some good natured ribbing. One would say he should get a surfboard so he can ride that red wave. The other offers to buy the guy a crate of peaches. I remember when that seemed like the worst. It has been a a political divide. Can we get back to that again? Or is that the demented ramblings of some <laughs> mop jockey? Can we get back to that level of like still being friends with people that we politically disagree with? I don't think so. It's like it's like if your husband cheats on you or something. Like, hmm. can you ever go back to that? I don't think so. You're always like a little pissed. Well, I try to. I'm not going to forget what they did here. I, I, it's very important to me to be able to maintain relationships, certainly with family, as we discussed, but even friendships that, that aren't dependent on 100% agreement with me. In fact, I don't want that. I want challenge from people in my circles, but you got to have some baseline value agreement. And, and that's the, that's really the trouble here. I I don't understand. I don't see the fundamental values that we share anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you, if the answer is none, if the answer is no commonality, if the answer is we don't have baseline, a baseline level of respect for the rights of each other, I, I don't know how you share anything. In fact, I don't know how you don't fight, period. Right. There's the conflict seems inevitable there. And I, I, I mean, I'm not thirsty for or looking for conflict. I, I, I wait for the day. I wish for the day that these people would, would just leave us alone, but that's yeah, the, the frustrating thing. We can't even agree on the <laughs> principles of being left alone. Mm-hmm. So would I like the sort of uh, situation that the, the emailer is asking for? Of course. Do I think that's possible with people who don't share fundamental values with you and also seek to, seize control of you through any mechanism they can get their hands on to force their ways upon you. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not looking for the conflict. I'm having the conflict forced upon me and I don't see a way out of that. Well, I do, but it's just not, it's very unpleasant. That's all. <laughs> right. Um, Am I up or, yeah. or I forget who read the last one? Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. 
Uh, Josh says, Blonde, I don't care one way or the other about what Kevin McDonald uh, has to say, but what you said in the final seconds of the interview had a deep impact on me, and I have a question about that. How to develop mental hardiness and moral fortitude? Um, Geez, I mean, I think the best way to do that is to get canceled. <laughs> where, do, right? where do you sign up? Where do I sign up for the hit piece? Well, just um, tweet N-word faggot, and I yeah. guarantee at you'll Meghan get Markle. Um, <laughs> but for real, I think the way to do that is uh, if you can't speak freely with your in, it, amongst your personal relationships and your relatives, then you're not going to be in good shape when you guys have to deal with hard stuff together. Hmm. So, like, that's a good litmus test. Hmm. What do you think? Oh, the question's for you, so I'll I'll probably just uh Oh, okay. Uh, so it. and then also um yeah, you need to think about who you want around you that's not going to be a, a liability. So if you can't say whatever you want in front of these people, how on earth are you going to be able to move through difficult and politically incorrect situations? Hmm. And if somebody's going to be a liability, you better love them a lot. Cut the fat in your life. That's how you develop developmental hardiness. Hmm. Uh, Mrs. H. Hi, guys. I'm getting my wisdom teeth out tomorrow morning. So besides follow the directions the surgeon gave you and your husband should totally record you coming off anesthesia. What recommendations do you have? Also, Blonde, I haven't gotten any notifications for your content for at least the last month. No surprise there. What recommend? I don't even remember getting my wisdom teeth removed. Um, Did you? You know you did? Yes, because they had to go in through my sinus and I woke up and I had two black eyes. Well, so how do you not remember it? What are you talking about? No, no, like they gave me nitrous oxide uh. and I, I literally like I remember them giving me nitrous, nitrous oxide and then I woke up. Uh. Um, my I had my wisdom teeth out actually when I was 16 or 17 and they did it. Um, I, I had braces for a long time and I had this stupid thing that they put on the roof of your mouth. That you have to tighten down. That's supposed to oh, space yeah, yeah, out yeah. your teeth. I had that. Ooh. And then they, I, and then I had braces and then they said, oh. Sorry, that was a waste of time. We don't have enough room anyway. So you got to get teeth pulled to make room to straighten your teeth. So I had four teeth pulled out here, like right behind the canines. Oh. And then four wisdom teeth. So I had eight teeth pulled out of me in one day. And then braces for like a year after that to pull everything back. So if it wasn't for all the oral surgery, I think I would have some kind of freak show mouth of some kind. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> but, but seriously, that all that like... Uh, uh, dental orthodontic stuff gave me a lot of teeth anxiety you know like going Why? to the dentist just oh, i just hate like people that. like working like on my mouth looked. i hate the dentist i hate everything about people working on my teeth even though i'm glad that all that was done also the part of the problem for me was i had all that done a little bit later than normal i was like you know 14 15 16 like well into high school and you know you're at the age where a lot of kids were like finishing or done with their braces by then. And you're but also it's kind of late for you. Yeah. Very self-conscious. No, you would appreciate this. And I know this is not, I'll get back to the advice here, but this is the last point I'll make. Um, I don't know if you've ever, did you know anybody who had the spacer thing on the roof of oh, the yeah. mouth? Do yeah. So did you see the results of what it did? Uh, it just, it, it pulls your teeth out. Right? Yes. And they're all you, spacey. It gives you like a Michael Strahan gap in your front teeth. So for a couple months I had that and I would measure it with pennies. All right. I would stick pennies in there and it was like four pennies wide at its widest. That's very wide. And so you're talking about like 14 year old me 
just absolutely socially crippled because I don't even want to talk to anybody because I know that my teeth look like Michael's that I looked worse than Stacey Abrams. Okay. Oh, that's no. that's how it was when I'm, you know, 14 or 15 and it was worth it in the end. I'm not saying I regret that, but that is why I have like crippling teeth, dentist anxiety. Like it just, you know, I came out of my shell later and, and I'm thankful to have all that done. But anyway, great story, compelling and rich. That's the story of me having my wisdom teeth out. And then when the wisdom teeth did come out, uh, chipmunk, chipmunk uh, face for like a week, you know. Oh my I mean, gosh! But the, I didn't know we shared our dental horror stories. Yeah, I got some but bad ones. The only other thing I'll say, the thing that sucked, all that spacing, giving me the Stacey Abrams, totally unnecessary. That's why they pulled the teeth. They didn't have the room anyway. So they were I just went, torturing you, dentist or sadist. I went through like a semester of high school socially crippled for no reason. No reason. They, they just could have pulled the teeth. But it was character place. building. Man. I, I look, I remember how that felt. You know, I can think I'm, I'm 34 years old now. I can remember 20 years ago when I'm like 14, 15 and just the, the crippling anxiety of like having to talk to a peer. Like if I have to talk to a female peer, like talk to a girl at school, it's over. I'm not doing it. I'm hiding. You know? Oh yeah. Like you would rather go to war or something. Oh yeah. Give me the Normandy beach, man. I don't, (laughs) I would prefer it. It was yeah. it was awful. Wait, um, anyway, before, do you know my horrible dentist story? Uh, Why well, it's not? It's, uh, I thought it was the black eyes with the wisdom teeth. You're saying no, it's something else? No, no, oh. no. Okay, so I had this pediatric dentist when I was like five or six. Doctor Shaw, early life check. Anyway, uh, it might explain <laughs> okay. my origin story on this one. Uh, yes, but she um, drilled super deep, no anesthesia, four cavities. I could see the. Amount oh yeah, of you did tell me this. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm telling it again. For yeah, the tell audience. it again because it's a good story. You can see the amalgam filling on all four of my um, of my fillings, and it was so painful. She no anesthesia, and I was like five or six. She made my sister hold my feet down because I was kicking and screaming, and then I had to do that for my sister, who coincidentally had fillings in the same place, the yeah. same teeth, did the same thing, um, and my brother. And then when we went to a dentist later, he was like, "There's no the likelihood of you guys having um, having uh, cavities in these same locations is like." zero percent this was um you know fake dentistry for profit yeah and the reason she did not use the anesthesia was because it was too expensive but she did not need to drill so deep she could have done a shallow filling so that was just just sadist she was just a sadist did you uh head spikes wolves did you ever uh find this woman again in your adult life no i mean what am i gonna do the statute like, of limitations for like rape is up. I can't do anything about some some bitch oh, doing the, this. To the me. justice system might not have an answer for you, but I'm surprised that you don't have an answer for you if you were to. Oh, encounter I know. Her I, again. I should yeah. I should find her, but yeah. it's part of my um, superhero racist origin story. Got my, it. My five year old dentist experience. Yeah. Oh man, this can't be what people want to be hearing. That is okay. anyway. Okay, so what advice do we have for you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have no advice. Check Yelp on the credentials of your dentist. Yeah, maybe that's good advice. Um, I don't know, man. I, it actually wasn't the the surgery for me was not that bad. It just I was just puffy, but it wasn't really painful. I had to eat like milkshakes and yogurt for a week or something like that. But you'll be fine. 
Um, I haven't done this. Pediatric dentist, Dr. Shaw, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let's see if she's New Mexico. That's where I used to live. All right. Vengeance is in progress. I'm I'm sorry I don't have better advice, but, you know, there's there's not much more to it than that. Just uh, give yourself plenty of time to chill out. And if it went like mine, you'll be back to normal in like under a week. So good luck. Under a week. Yeah. Enjoy those pills. Uh, Did I read that one? I'll just read it in in Georgia, the country now. Oh, as in yeah, Georgia, the country uh, we're seeing the globo homo order being established with the Orthodox church uh, church pushing back, but the government embracing it. How could a so-called Christian country resist the Western consumerist influence? Well, I don't know what I, maybe, maybe you have some more insight on this. I don't know. How can a so-called Christian resist the Western consumerist? Um, ugh. Can you have some kind of like nationalist capitalism? Don't let manufacturing leave your leave the country. Hmm. That, is uh, that, is, that's the only way. How can they? How can this so-called Christian country? Well, I mean, it sounds like. Oh wait, the Orthodox Church is pushing back. Okay, I misread and thought that the church was uh, in on this. No. Um, well, how can how can the the Christian country resist? I would say probably through the organization of the church, especially if they're uh, resistant to this sort of thing. I would, I would lean into that existing organization uh, rather than try something else. That seems to make sense to me. I don't know what the makeup of Georgia is and how powerful the church is or how many people there are members of the church. But if there's a big, powerful organization that already exists, work within that. Don't reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly nothing about Georgia. So again, don't take my advice. Uh, I think we're all set on the email questions, right? Yep. Thank you guys for those. Uh, again, contact page of the website if you want to send one. MattChristiansonMedia.com slash contact. Look for the call and show question form. We will circle back to your chats and we'll call it a night. Let me see if there's anything over on uh, Tippy Stream. There are a couple here. Uh, Deer in the Headlight says, Matt, uh, please go and uh, ridicule the trannies. Well, Number one, thank you for your uh, kind support for the show. And um, I don't know. I am not going to be niggardly. That's the thing is, uh, as far as I know, it's only drag queens. But what's the distinction between drag queens and trannies now? Is it just that drag queens take off their costume? Yeah. That's it. That's okay. So (laughs) I'll have to look at the time. I mean, if the time lines up or I don't know, maybe I canceled the call-in show for this opportunity. But if the timeline's up, maybe I uh, maybe I should do it. Although, you know, good God, it's a uh, hundred miles plus each way, so that's like the better part of a tank of gas. <laughs> so I really want to take on the financial burden of driving that far. Okay, you do it. Just a couple here, Deb. <laughs> stop, not dubstep. Deb, stop. Thought you guys might laugh at the news headline from Rebel News. Man jailed in the UK for posting memes about George Floyd in WhatsApp and Facebook group chats. Well, were the memes good? Maybe. The memes, the memes must have been good if you got arrested for them, I would think. I'll have to take a look at the uh, article, though. Uh, what, is the, what does this even mean? <laughs> car African American? A car, a black person that carjacks. That's, That's an I excellent thought it might pun. Be, I thought it might be that. All right. Blonde, that uh, round, that round could be a training round. This is referring to uh, your uh, ammunition there. It could be a training round or just a polymer 
coated round to prevent corrosion and other things. Please don't be silly with it. They uh, used to be black. Uh, changed to red because it was easy to mistake for the What am I going to do with this? A bunch of people in the live chat were saying the same thing. Uh, as in what? Like don't mishandle it or something? Yeah. What am I? But you don't even have a firearm on in your presence right now. Just the mag. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. But not like you you weren't brandishing it in the gun and messing with the gun is what I'm saying. No, but it's right here. Well, I was trying... I was trying to defend you. I was trying to give you credit. The mag is out of the gun. What else yeah, does no, it I, matter if the gun is a foot away from no, you? No, I, I, yeah, but that's the distinction I'm making. You're not sitting there playing with the gun. You're talking about a mag um, with some ammo in it. So I practice firearm safety. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, you want to catch up on YouTube? Sure. Okay. Who was the last dude? Madam 23. I read that one. Um, I read Cersei. Hit and run. Ah, general grievance. Hey, Matt, what would you think of fluorescent orange and turquoise alliance? That was a <laughs> very confusing call. I, I, I try to give him some time to flesh out his thoughts, and I don't, I don't mean to uh, take shots at the caller, of course. Uh, in the end, what I guess what he was talking about was an alliance between, say, anti-establishment leftists and anti-establishment right-wing people. That's what he was getting at. Mm. Um. But yeah, I found that I found the color uh, explanation to be a little confusing just because I, I first thought he meant Indians and black people. <laughs> the red, I know. The red brown alliance. I was thinking or, conservatives and black people. Ind- <laughs> the, uh, the red brown alliance is just Indians and other Indians, right? Oh. Now it's all clear. Hmm. Anyway, um, do I think that like there are there's enough commonality between those two parties no uh, they only share a a skepticism of authority but from the left-wing perspective i don't get it because they have a skepticism of authority in the context of say policing right. law enforcement the justice system but they also want that same authority to run everything control uh the means of production supply us with all our needs of daily life I, I just can't reconcile that. I don't I don't understand how you hate the authority, but also beg the authority to give you everything. <laughs> to give you everything. It's totally incoherent to me. Um, Plum Logan. Democracy is the opiate of the masses. Agencies sold for an I voted sticker. Yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. Matty O. Hey, guys. Hope to call in one of these days to my favorite show. Now my summer shift, I can. Oh, cool. Well, can't uh, wait to wear... My new Matt and Blonde shirt this week, too. Love oh, you. well, Sorry, thank you I've, for uh, thank you for making the purchase. Um, Quantum football. Any chance of an interview with Tara McCarthy? What happened to her? I, I'm still in touch with her. Um, I don't know. I think that she's kind of out of the realm. You know, this job ruins people's lives. I hope people know that. It really <laughs> this does. Job? What? This job made my life. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it also is destroyed for people that oh. are more racist than you. It's a life destroyer. Well, it, it, it does. I see what you're saying. Some doors are closed for sure. Um, yeah. But the doors that are opened, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade. I love the doors that are open. That and those true. are the do- doors that I chose. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, Matty O. Matt, you're seriously surprised about the banks. You can hear that in Blonde's interview from last year with Henrik and Lana. That's true. Why America? I'm shocked. You're shocked. They did that to the <laughs> Grifter NRA as well years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it's not that I'm. To be clear, it's not that I find the premise shocking, I suppose. Like we, we've seen, again, individual institutions making these sort of deplatforming decisions. Mm-hmm. PayPal does it to people all the time, for example. I guess what I'm saying I have not heard of is somebody who 
apparently cannot get any financial services of any kind. That that's something that's new to me that I've not well, heard of. Well, substandard financial services. Okay. Um that's like that level of uh I suppose industry collusion. The premises have been there. It's not like it's totally unforeseeable. It's just that I as far as I'm aware, I've not heard of that happening to anybody on that level yet. Yep. Um, Matt McFadder. Hey, Blonde, this is Ask for Matt. Thank you for being so sweet to my Stephen. Oh, anytime. I love both mm. of you. Um, Kellowin, Thanks, guys. 58. Regarding the laws in Arizona, we have folks trying to set themselves up a sanctuary city. Thankfully, on the state level, we lean to the right and we're able to pass a bill um, that city laws can't supersede the states. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I, I think I think that's that's where I think that's where I would come down on it if I uh, and there's a lot of that in um, in the state of Montana too, where say the state of Montana um, we have our uh, for example we have uh, constitutional carry in Montana and cities are not allowed to restrict that. So like the, the commie city of Missoula, if they want to have a whole bunch of carry rules, the state of Montana says no. And I think that's actually the the appropriate answer there. Um, I suppose you can make an argument. Well, localities should have maximum. I thought you thought you think that localities should have the most control, I suppose. But if, if your locality is only like this tiny series of this tiny set of blocks that you control, like, I don't know. Don't we, shouldn't we need a bigger area that we control that we can kind of move about freely through under the rules that we yeah. want? Uh, you know, like a state seems to me like, I know that's just an arbitrary judgment, I guess, but, but any of it's going to be arbitrary. I suppose it's like you you need an area Even federal you, is, is arbitrary. To some you degree. need some kind of landmass where people all generally agree on the rules and move them out together. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think as a state of Montana voter, I should be able to vote and say, no, sorry, you commies in Missoula. These are the rules. This is how we operate in Montana. And if you don't like it in the state of Montana, you can go. Right. I think that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, again, why does the state of Montana exist? Why would we even have it? We'll just have yeah. Billy, we'll have Billings, Bozeman, and Missoula, and they all have their own rules, and the state of Montana means nothing. What about all those people that live outside the city? What are they supposed to do, too? Yeah, well, that that's the other thing, too. <laughs> their, their vote on the rules should count. Say, for example, you live in rural Gallatin County, the county I live in. You shop for groceries in Bozeman. The city of Bozeman wants to tell you, no, sorry, you can't carry here. You have to sacrifice your right to self-defense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're a resident of the state of Montana, just like anybody else. You vote and, and and work in this state just like anybody else. Why should you sacrifice your rights when you go on a grocery trip or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, especially when everything changed after you moved there or yeah, you've well, lived there for a long time. Yeah. Um, KLGY88, uh, Dr. Shaw, I have horror stories I could tell you from my brother and I going to her as kids. Really? I heard she no longer practices. She liked her laughing gas and didn't listen to you when you were screaming in pain. If you're serious about this, um, please shoot me an email because the only thing I remember about her, her name was Dr. Shaw. She was a pediatric dentist in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This probably happened when I was five, so it was in the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, five or six. And all I remember about the way she looked is that she had these crazy veneers, like like mm. crazy veneers, like a mouth filled with veneers. Um, maybe we Did get she some drill class. her own teeth away and just replace them or what? Well, she was clearly some kind of fucking psycho. She would have made the same <laughs> amount of money for my sister and I if she didn't drill the, the cavity uh. so deep. So why did she do that? Mm. It was to inflict pain on me. Her Gentile patient. 
Oh, the conspiracy <laughs> thickens. Anyway, please shoot me an email because I would love to know if um, this this happened to anybody else. Uh, dangerous spaces. Um, can you clarify when you compile the email questions so people know when to send them by for each call-in show? Please, I, I check them at like 5.30 or earlier. So like an hour, a little more than an hour before the show. No, 30 oh, minutes a half before, hour the, before show. the show. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking mountain time. If if they're not sent within an hour before the show, um, I, I'm not going to be able to read them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, let me uh, catch up uh, and just refresh over on our other places. Make sure we're uh, all set. And it looks like we are. So if you're all set, we're good to go. I am good. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As always, very much appreciated. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, you want to listen back, you can head on over to the uh, audio platforms to find the replay. Uh, they're linked in the uh, description. Also over on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com on the podcast page. Speaking of, you want to find anything else show related, that's where you do it, mattchristensenmedia.com. We will be back here Sunday to uh, catch up on uh, whatever happens between now and then. And uh, we hope to have your company then. Have a good week in the meantime. Bye, guys.